Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Turbo the dog. You have released a shopkeep. Great. I can use some more gear. Hi, welcome to Best Buy. Can I interest you in an extended warranty, some pre-orders, or a visit from the Geek Squad? They defrag your computer and run AVG antivirus for only $89.99 per hour. Uh, no, no thanks. Well, back to killing orbs. You have released a friend. Awesome. This is lonely work. Hey, man. Sorry to drop by unannounced, but I figured I could crash here for a few weeks. I just lost my job, and I'm hungry as fuck. Hey, is your sister still seeing that uh, that uh, uh, inventor guy? Oh, man. I bet that feminazi is just going to keep me in the friend zone. Am I right? <laughs> Five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, hey, okay, Phil. Jesus Christ. Not even if you're judging friends past fail. I, I, I gotta go. You have released a bar. Oh, thank Christ. Welcome to TGI McPickle Shippers. My name's Strog, and I'll be your host. We've got a special tonight on Rum Razzle Dazzlers, Lime Margarita Spinneritos, and Deep Fried Crub, as well as a special sizzling Shrimper Sampler Action Platter with a Good Nut Steak Chaser. If that doesn't float your fancy, we got nacho daiquiris on tap and a birthday singing telegram from Senior Beer Ball. Man, fuck, fuck this place. I'm gonna burn this goddamn town to the ground. And that, my son, is how Death Tool came to be. Thanks, Grandpa. In, in retrospect, he kind of seems more sympathetic now. Now... Now tell me the story of Watch Out for Fireballs. Well, son, that story goes a little something like this. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Soul Blazer, which is an action RPG developed by Quintet and published by Enix for the... Any, for, <laughs> good lord. Uh, no, might as well. Nope, might as well. For the We're SNES. Foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing for the yeah. SNES in 1992. Yeah. Oh boy, I didn't mean to tip my hand that early. No, it's 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 okay. Um, note that this is by Enix, not Square Enix. Remember that, guys? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, the objective of this game is to travel to various dungeons, defeating monsters, and freeing the captured inhabitants of the lands surrounding them. 
Uh, combat and exploration take place from an overhead perspective, and you can attack with either your sword or with magic. Yes. Uh, the, magic, the magic system is unique in that there is a soul quote-unquote, that, uh, that slowly rotates around your character, and you have to wait for it to get to the right position before you fire a spell at an enemy. Yep, unique is, a, is another word for pretty irritating. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I want, kind of wanted to control that like you do in Yoshi's Island. Oh, like yeah, where you yeah. freeze it in place. That would have fixed that. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this game is actually part of a series of similar games by Quintet, uh, including Actraiser, Terranigma, and Illusion of Gaia. Um, so yeah, yeah, and we chose to do this one out of the series. It was a fan suggestion. Yes, Murph uh, Murphy. Uh, yeah, he Murph was Murphy. on Bonfireside Chat a little while ago. Um, it was a fantastic episode. You should go uh, check it out. Um, yep. And just we were talking about this, and Soul Blazer came up as the uh, as the prime uh, candidate. However, uh, there uh, were probably better choices we could have made. It's true. Um, the uh, and who's um, if you if you're not who's just listening to one episode of Bonfireside Chat? I bet you most people listen to that show have listened to all of them. True. true. I, I don't know if that's for sure true. Um, before we get into kind of whether that was, you know, there were better choices for this, uh, let's start out with a little bit of the plot. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So King Magreed uh, ruled over the land, uh, but eventually decided the complete power was not enough. So he wanted gold. And he captured a great scientist named Dr. Leo and forced him to create a machine which would open a gate to the world of evil. This seems like a nice place. <laughs> yeah, why not? I want to go there. I want to go <laughs> yeah. there to better myself and mankind. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather go to the candy apple world. <laughs> What's there? Oh, evil. Just, just smaller. <laughs> just, yeah. just small amounts of evil on every tree. Yeah, but it's candy, though, so it's fine. So he went to the world of evil, and he spent several weeks... <laughs> <laughs> according according to the uh to the to the demo crawl yeah. <laughs> working out the particulars of a deal uh, yeah. with a yeah, demon a named death boring negotiations <laughs> yeah. yeah tell me more yeah um, <laughs> the bland <laughs> negotiations in the prequel to soul caliber or soul uh, soul blazer oh, it's like um, some kind of german board game from like yeah. 1972 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like yeah. behind the iron curtain the devil's advocate yeah <laughs> <laughs> the pinball game. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of my favorite cut gags from The Simpsons. We're 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 like we just put three Simpsons references in about forty five seconds. We did just letting, just letting you know. <laughs> if you caught all those, please let us yeah. know. Yeah. Oh man. Oh mm-hmm. man. So so the deal was that for every living creature, uh, Magreed sacrificed uh, de- uh, for every living creature the Magreed sacrificed a death toll. He would receive one piece of gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, the master saw this. He's also known as God. And uh, he sent one of his soul blazers to Earth to revive the living creatures. Um, that's who you are. You then go traveling throughout the kingdoms, rescuing animals and villagers uh, from the portals in which they're kept. As you go, you learn about the good works of Dr. Leo and kind of the rest of what McGreed did. Yes. So the game ends with the reveal that the king was, in fact, being manipulated by the queen all along. Feminazi. Uh, feminazi. I about yeah. put that in the notes, honestly, yeah. but I didn't want no, to be that it's inflammatory. A it's like a the, little uh, gross. The, the, the villainization of the woman in this is a little bit a little bit gross. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Lady Macbeth kind of thing. It's real, yep. real bad. Yep. Um, so uh, Dr. Leo sacrifices himself, uh, by which I mean suicide bombs himself to kill the queen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in front of his daughter no less yeah one of the weirder scenes in this game yeah (laughs) he like hands the hands the key to the airship behind his back and says like boom yeah he just happened to be carrying explosives (laughs) yeah i just like sid from final fantasy 4 
But yeah, what is it with like inventors and yeah, I know, right? RPG inventors can just blow up whenever they want. <laughs> so when he does this, the Soul Blazer rescues the king and fights his way into the world of evil to kill Death Toll. Mm-hmm. And uh, debriefing him from his mission, the Soul Blazer admits to the master that he loves Dr. Leo's daughter, Lisa. Um, the master disapproves and send the, sends the Soul Blazer back to Earth as a human with amnesia, where he meets up with Lisa, who does remember him. And that ends the game. Yes. So it yep. is a classic uh, what dreams may come ending. Yeah. Or like I was thinking <laughs> the whole like uh, uh, something about him taking away his memory and they fell in love again reminded me of uh, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. No, I prefer – I think that what dreams may come is a much finer film. No, you don't. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Shut you, up. You know that Eternal Sunshine is one of the six movies that makes me cry. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah just, just, just shut, you, you delivered that really well, though, and that's what threw me off. I was like, you know, the, the – I didn't. I was question our entire relationship. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh man!" Like, what dreams may come in bicentennial man just like just defines humanity. Well, I was assuming that you hadn't seen those movies because I assume that everyone hasn't seen those movies. <laughs> like, who's watching Bice- one ticket for bicentennial man? Please, like, who, who says that? Like, that's one of those words that's not been said yeah. out loud by any human in history. Uh, like, that is like one ticket for a Bicentennial Man and a large popcorn. <laughs> no, no, yeah, Bicentennial Man. <laughs> That's what I meant. Oh, man, that is a movie that I did see in theaters, but because my family took me to it because I was very young. Oh. Yeah, oh. That's, that's, these are probably all age difference. Things. It had the Pepsi Girl in it, Gary. Oh, the, I haven't forgot about that. <laughs> I haven't forgot about the Pepsi Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so so it's a pretty stock and standard uh, SNES RPG plot, right? Yeah. Um, so what I like about the plot, and there's you know, so this game mixed at best in the end for me, at least. Like full disclosure, I didn't quite beat this. I got right up to the end, right, and it was like uh, I don't want to do this because they pull a pretty annoying backtracking thing if you're yeah. not playing as a completionist, and I was not. Uh, accepting of that, mm-hmm. but um, you know, pretty mixed. But one of the things I like about it is that, like, the detail that works for me in this story is exchanging every person for one piece of gold. Yeah, like that sounds like something from a mythology. Yeah, that already exists. It sounds you know, that biblical. sounds like a Greek myth, you know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like biblical, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, um, you and, know, and then, yeah, they go, go to great lengths to hide it because that particular detail is only if you wait for the title screen. To yeah. go and you see the you see the story crawl, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. But if you don't like 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 I did, uh, you kind of like <laughs> who's Magreed? I don't know. Oh boy, yeah. here's a castle. And this guy seems like a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But behind every villainous man is a more villainous woman. Yes. Um. Mm. Apparently, a misandrous woman, Gary. A misandrous yeah. woman. Yep. <sighs> I don't want to yeah. alienate people with that kind of talk, but if you're alienated by that, just go away. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's, it's pretty gross. It's in the news a lot right now, yeah, so it's it on both of our minds. It's yeah. in the collective unconscious. Like, yeah, women are great, you idiots. Yeah. Like, no, nobody's trying to take anything away from you. Nobody is trying to take anything away from you, assholes. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also just act like a regular person and yep. treat people like people, and some girl is going to want, you know, is going to be hip to you. Yep. It's not. God damn it. <laughs> damn you, seduction lords. PUAs. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm on to your game, Gary, negging the PUAs. Uh, yeah, the PUAs is uh, – you don't neg the PUAs. The PUAs are the pickup artists. They throw out the negs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, my, oh, yeah, yeah. So the uh, uh, Soul Blazer, like, 
not, not a whole lot happens in this game. No. Like it's kind no. of, yeah, and it's going to be a weird episode to talk about. Like it's not like sort of mana in that like I didn't rage quit like three hours into <laughs> yeah. it. You, you played know, more like, than three hours. Uh, uh, we, sort of mana? We, I didn't we, play we, more than we, – we you, you played more than We quit at roughly of. similar places, Gary. Oh, okay. No, you went further than that. Than I, I did a little I think bit I, I think I did about half of it. I guess right. I did more than three hours but not not too much more. Yeah. Um, it's, you, you, know, so I got you wouldn't have right been up. angry if you just put three hours into that thing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, like I can get that back by like that's like watching a bad movie, right? Like that's no that's no big deal. It's like it's like gods and generals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, but there's there's not a whole lot to talk about. This is like a, a real simple game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know we we, we <laughs> my misspeaking in the intro belied you know kind of an overriding sentiment of this, which is it feels like a very very early SNES game. Like it yeah. is, it has one foot in NES and one foot in SNES. Um, and yeah, I would argue that's like leaning in, in NES because yeah. the only thing I felt like, you know, that was uh, at all kind of you know, mecha- and we're talking about mechanically entirely. Like yeah. the story for what it is is fine. Yeah. I think and even kind of kind of cute. Oh, it's so endearing. Uh, yeah, it's like it's. I I like the story. I like a lot of like the the little characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mechanically, like. The only thing that feels ambitious or cool or in any way forward thinking is this idea of like you reveal – so it's like a standard dungeon town, dungeon town, except you mm-hmm. reveal the town as you reveal the dungeon. Right. And that went on to become a thing. Like they do it in other quintet games. Yeah. So it happens in ActRaiser to an extent. But here's the, um, here's the weird thing. ActRaiser came before this. And from my memory, is, my memory yeah. of playing ActRaiser, ActRaiser did it better. ActRaiser is a way better game. Yeah. Like, and the reason, part of the reason why ActRaiser is a real a better game, I went and revisited it after I played this because mm-hmm. I was like, why do I like ActRaiser so much more than this? <laughs> is ActRaiser going to not be fun when I go back to it? And not this is no fun, but right. the, um, it's because <clears throat> the, uh, like the actual mechanics of fighting people is mm-hmm. more fun in ActRaiser. Like mm-hmm. it's a really hard platformer. Yeah. It, and it's got kind of these weird, um, kind of precise controls as far as uh, like your sword length and your jump distance and stuff. Yeah. That kind of turns into a little bit like a Castlevania. Right. In a way. Hint, um, hint. Yeah, yeah. Hint, hint. Um, and that's, and that's why it's more fun. And you're building a city. You have some choices in what you're doing. You're not just like revealing something piece by piece. Right. Right. You're not just like, like, like the, the villagers are essentially treasure chests. Yes. Yep. Who sometimes reveal, are sometimes treasure, like sometimes a mechanical benefit. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, like they, they either give you an item or they give you a little piece of plot relevance, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's just – but the the walking around and fighting stuff mm-hmm. in this game is really disappointing to me and not very fun. And it does that like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest thing where like you get up to an enemy and there's just like a thing that generates enemies and you just fight them until they come out and, or until they run out. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of like monster layer gauntlet. Yeah, like Gauntlet was was the immediate comparison that I the the, the, the that I went to. The um, big you, difference, though, like, or, or go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, the big difference is that like there is a set number of enemies that you kill before the portal goes away. Before yeah, the monster closet well, goes away. And that that feeds into a larger problem is that there's nothing that you can do to make the monster layer go away faster. Right. And you know, so you can't fight the monster layer. Also, enemies that leave it have a period of invincibility that is yeah. very generous. And it means that when you come across one of these things, it is uh, interruption to your your pacing and flow. Like you know that you have to get all of these. Mm-hmm. It might be very plot important. It might be very mechanically important. So when you get to these things, you just have to hang around it and wait for it to, to empty out. Mm-hmm. So it ruins like the kind of action adventure pacing 
right. that you would have in like a Zelda or <clears throat> in an Act Razor where you're just trying to get to the right. And, you know, Act Razor has those monster layers, but you do them during the weird overhead angel bits. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're, they're not, you know, the focus of the game. This is like all that. Right. You know? Um, and that's what like eventually like kind of made this a little tedious to me is that like every single time you run into one of these things, you stop, wait for it to empty out. And then you do it and you're doing this, you know, dozens of times in a world. Right. You know, it's a real start stoppy. And that's not even counting the constant trips back to town. Right. That you're making. Like it is a very stilted gameplay mm-hmm. in, a, in a genre that's not, you know. Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't lend itself well to kind of like a lack of surprise, which you run out of surprises so quickly. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Like, you know, like <laughs> eventually, you know, you just find enemies that are invincible to one thing or another move in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. and what that meant was at a certain point in this game, like about the third area, and, and we'll talk about the areas individually and what yeah. kind of delineates them. But with these games that don't change systems at all, mm-hmm. you know, like it always feels like kind of getting what the basic verbs of what you're going to be doing out mm-hmm. of the way it feels right. Yeah. Um, at some point, I kept running into enemies I couldn't kill, and someone would say, like, you're going to be able to kill this when you get the blank sword. <laughs> like, God, am I not going to want to backtrack and do this? Right, right. Like, I'm here right now. You know, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I could, I could just, like, dread what I had to do. It's like this weird to-do list it presents to you piece by piece. Yeah. You know? No, no. And if you have a specific list of disabilities and compulsions like me, then you go back once you get that thing. But... Yeah, which yeah. is which is fine, and the game mm-hmm. wants you to do that. And in mm-hmm. fact, you have to do that to finish the game. Right. And that was that which was it not being able it's to not. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, white knighting for this game. Soul Blazer could be like the most succinct two word description of the difference between you and I, because <laughs> we both got as far as we could without. But you went back and did that, and I didn't. <laughs> you know, like I was not willing to do that, and you were right. And this is the game that's between us, like where we, you know, we went both went ninety percent on it. And, and no, no, I beat it. Yeah, no, that's oh no, I'm I, well, at least ninety percent rather. <laughs> right, right. And so that we had in common with it, and then that one differential is so you know uh, granular. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. easy to pick. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's it's real weird, and it has kind of that NES and inscrutability to it. Oh yeah. Um, where you have you know you you've got your uh, your armor and your sword and your spell, but you also have these weapons, which one of them might just be a real limited context, limited use kind of thing that you just have to kind of like figure out. Um, but it might be necessary to you know to progress, or it might be invaluable to you in combat, especially against right. bosses, and right. you just have to like figure it out. And uh, and going back through and refreshing my memory for certain bosses and everything, like there are let's players who do boss fights by like. I'm going to attack, so I you know, so I, I put this item on. I'm going to defend, so I'm going to put this item on. Yep, and it's like, uh, like just what? When you when you said weapons, like what he you're there, you have like an so you have three slots, like a weapon, armor, and an accessory, and then yeah. a spell. So you have four slots. <clears throat> what Cole's referring to is the accessory thing, as opposed to the weapons. Yeah, because the weapons are really I mean, yeah. weird because they each have a utility function, but also get stronger. Right. So even though I might like the utility function of a weaker weapon. I'm never going to go back to it because my current sword does twice as much damage. Right. You know, and the way they would have solved that and like the way other games have solved that would be to have them have – and this is kind of beyond the technology. So I'm not really calling this game out for not doing it. Right. But it would be to have like a different verb set or a different move set right. for the different weapons. So it's like, OK, if I want to be able to stun things that are invincible, mm-hmm. um, I get this kind of limited move set. But I do like a, you know, a relatively normal amount of damage to them. And yeah. I guess that's more what uh, Terranigma did. When I read about that, like that had a much more complicated combat system where like depending on if you're running or or at the end of a dash or something like that, you do different moves. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Just reading up. On it. I've never played Terra Nygma. Neither have I. 
Um, but as it is, like you just have that progression. But then you have these kind of side thought items, most of which are just keys. Yeah. But some of which are you know actual boons or, or you know to, to different stats. Yeah. And you are going to be you know swapping them out. And people do like what Cole's talking about, where you're constantly micromanaging your inventory. It's just an SNES inventory. It's not like you just hit the shoulder button to swap between. Right. Like it's a full on menu thing. Mm-hmm. And that's I could didn't want to do that either. Like I'm like I'm not really going to do that. You know I don't want to spend all this time in the menu every, between every hit. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's real. It's it's real bad. And there are other items that are like, if you're about to die, put this thing on as quick as possible. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. And, and, you know, just like it's it's weird to hold it against the game uh, because it is, you know, 1992. Um, and they're kind of coming off this design uh, uh, ethic where they had only, you know, two face buttons, start, stop, and direction. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, I mean, but they had. <laughs> they they yeah. had ample buttons to deal with this. Well, we always have to, you know find the balance between appreciating something within the context of its time mm-hmm. and then also appreciating it on its own. Yep. You know, so like I won't lambast it completely. The The truth of the matter is, is that like it's a less, you know, fun game because of it. And you take something like, I mean, there are games that were similar, of similar pedigree yeah. that had, you know, much more of this, uh, this kind of complexity and, and user friendliness. I mean, Link to the Past came out, what, a year later? Yeah. Yeah, you linked to the past. Like, I think Super Castlevania was a launch. Was that a launch title? Yeah, Super Castlevania Four. That was like roughly launch. Uh, yeah, and that that had a lot. Of, there's a lot of complexity to what you would do, and that and like a little bit more friendliness as far as the the navigation of the interface stuff. Yeah. I don't know. The, uh, um, but it just it frustrated. You know, regardless of whether it's fair to say it about the game, like it frustrated me this time, and mm-hmm. doesn't really frustrate me in Actraiser, which came before. So I feel right. like that invalidates some of the historical context defense. Right stuff you know that you guys already figured this out um you know even though it's a different uh different viewpoint but so we're gonna go through and talk about the different areas and mostly talk about like one of the strengths of the game which is kind of the charming like little characters and stuff yeah yeah i mean because that's what differentiates the areas for the most part right like the localization this is really good excepting you know certain spelling they spell all right with two l's which just ruins me it is all (laughs) it's It's not partially right right. (laughs) all of it is right i i thought the localization might be bad but in an awesome way yeah yeah. yeah i mean that's like i don't think it's actually like a really high quality localization. I think it has accidental surrealness because uh, similar to like Earthbound with like mm-hmm. the which was an accidental Earthbound intentionally, but like yeah. some of the one liners from this could be from the um, what is it like? It's not the Solipsist Club, <laughs> but uh, that that, that uh, philosopher club in uh, yeah, Earthbound yeah. that I loved, like with full of Grant Morrison standing more or less. <laughs> um, it has some stuff like that that's just awesome. Yeah. It comes up. Yeah, no, and, and we've been we've been hitting the Facebook group with the I've been hitting the Facebook group with those hard. I, I put the the one from the end that really moved me. Oh yeah. Yeah. In there, but <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like uh, you know, it's 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 really hard because like if you don't have somebody like Woolsey to like pin a localization on, mm-hmm. um, it's really you know it's kind of like it, was this intentional? Was it not? It feels almost too good to be either intentional yeah, be an, or yeah. unintentional, depending on how generous you're feeling. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So you start off, and the game starts off in this weird little like U-shaped room. Yeah. Yeah, what is what that is fucking strange. Like 
you just go up, you fight some guys, a treasure chest pops out, and you get the uh, the magician soul. That's it. You step on you step on a thing, and you get a magician soul, which lets you do use magic. It it is a uh, it is a tutorial. It, it's it's so telling that the tutorial is like one screen with like two <laughs> objects in it. <laughs> like, you know, this is this is all you need to know. Yep. In the game. Yeah, yeah, it's like the master deciding, are you ready? Can you can you grok two gameplay concepts? Okay, have at it. Yeah, have you played a video game? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, which plays into something like a neat little plot point later, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, you you get into there, and that's like the first uh, the first area of this uh, of this first kingdom as you go about to try and revive all living things. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All living things. Yeah. Which I again another piece of like pretty imaginative coolness is you're mm-hmm. not just finding villagers and stuff. You're also finding plants and yeah. goats and like you know uh, things like that. Which all you can talk to all of them. You have mm-hmm. that like superpower. And they all have uh, sentience too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And the tulips happen to be the wisest. Be like in, in any given area, if there are plants, they will be the wisest and most helpful. Yeah. Yeah. They're there to to advance the plot. Yeah. A lot of the time, um, in this first area, but the the first time is the goats. This first area that is mm-hmm. the the fun, yeah, <laughs> fun bit of this are these 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 ridiculous goats, and they mm-hmm. do like hilarious villager stuff. Like one of the earlier mm-hmm. go, early goats you unlock that like takes you on the tour. Yeah, before he's just telling you what he thinks about different parts of town and like, you know, about his life. Like mm-hmm. that's really funny. Yeah, yeah, huge <laughs> reincarnation thematic angle to this yeah that isn't just like a single plot point like it goes up through the very end yeah so like a big theme in this game is that like you know you die and then you come back like there's a couple in the first town where it is a a a wife who whose husband has died or whatever and then you bring back a goat and that's the husband Mm -hmm. or the the vice versa i can't remember yeah it's it's, it's the other way around though it's 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 the wife goat yeah so one of the goats is is a wife And <laughs> one of the wives yeah. is a goat. Yeah, one of the one of the wives is a goat, and the uh, and they just you know live that way like they have. That's it. That's the end of their story. Is just that like <laughs> you know they were married, one of them died. When they came back, they were a goat. Like, did you get the impression that like they they just came back incorrectly? Was before Death Kill Toll came along, was she a goat? Um, when Death Kill came back, it was. Um no, she was not a goat. I think that it was just kind of like, oh, she died and then came back. So I don't she, think I don't. I, I think that it was just random happenstance that it was a wife to goat conversion. So, um, so sometimes when you come back, like, I'm, or it makes me think of the like the Batman '60s Batman movie, where like the UN um, all get dehydrated into piles of powder, and then they like do their best to put the powder back together, like everyone's individual <laughs> powder, and they add water. They all come back, but they're speaking the wrong language because a little bit of the powder got mixed up. <laughs> um, like it's just like this weird, like you know, if you like teleporter accidents. Oh yeah, yeah. These people are coming back as as animals and, and stuff like that, <laughs> as Brundle flies. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the the, the other cool kind of wrinkle to this is that uh, uh, very early on you get a uh, you get a dream rod, mm-hmm. which you place on people's uh, foreheads. Um, in order to go into their dream worlds. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. these are just little vignettes, uh, but sometimes they are uh, miniature levels. I think the first NPC that you use this on is Dr. Leo's daughter, uh, Lisa, uh, who mm-hmm. is an HB. Mm, what, MRA what stuff. Is, what is I, don't, H, what, I, I don't know what an HB is. It's, it's an MRA thing. Uh, just, oh. to, just think about what H, hot, and then B, what you would say, what, what an MRA would say is a B. Um, it's your okay. love interest. Right. Okay. 
your HP. Yes, um, so. but uh, but no, that's my first a, computer was an HP. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, but okay. uh, but no, she like she she's the one, and 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 that kind of like kicks off the plot. She she does she's like relevant in the beginning, and then relevant at the very end, which is and during that time somehow you fell in love with her. Yes, because, <laughs> because it, it doesn't get touched up upon. It's because, not a bit, yeah. because games. Yeah, because yeah. because she's the well, she is the only like age appropriate human. Oh yeah, yeah. that you run into really human female that, yeah. that you run into. It's, it's like um, it's like Alicia Still Silverstone and Blast from the Past. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. The, the so the the Dream Rod thing is again, and I'm not going to harp on this every single time, but mechanically drove me nuts because I mm-hmm. just had hate having to fish out of my inventory. Like, yeah. just give it to me, and then I can sleep, I can talk to sleeping people. <laughs> yeah, like just like you walk up to to an NPC and you see Z Z Z Z Z Z Z top, and then it's like, yeah. okay, yep, I'm going to spend mm, roughly five to seven seconds, which might as well be an eternity digging around. <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of men, did you accidentally talk to somebody who was sleeping after you'd already talked to them? No, no. It sucks because <laughs> you do the whole thing again. Like you get teleported to their dream world. Like <sighs> There's no no one has a turnoff. Like nobody has a like you've you've heard all my dialogue short sentence mm-hmm. and the dialogue scrolls really slowly. Yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a. So like if you me, yeah. if you accidentally talk to somebody who's sleeping like more than once or if you're going back to check like you're stuck and you're like well maybe i need to go talk to this person again mm-hmm. like it, it is a bit of a chore like right. it just needs to be zippier yep you know yeah but uh like in principle aside for aside from the you know arbitrary key that you have to fish for <laughs> in order to mm-hmm. unlock a particular piece of dialogue or a scene um and they're interesting scenes too um you know like that like that that that, that is a cool little wrinkle and there are like the, the, there are elements of psychonauts to this whole thing. That, yeah, yeah. Which will, invading somebody's dreams is like one of the cooler ideas. Yeah, and they could have done a little bit more with it. But like yeah. when it comes up, it's nice. And like all of this is more interesting than the underground castle, which just has oh water, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is the actual meat of this level. Just monsters. Like yeah, there's just, nothing, nothing to it. And the game does a weird thing where like there's like a, a pretty interesting area early on in this, mm-hmm. and then interesting areas near the end and there's a weird middle section where it's just like level you know <laughs> um yeah. so you're not spending you're spending a lot of times like in areas that are more or less underground castle like not entirely like there are some exceptions but visually and kind of thematically like they're the places where you're at about half of them i think are you know bland to the point of of distraction right so um yeah. One of the things that comes up when you're on an underground castle, just going through and clearing out monster layers, is that like some of these early ones before they crud up the game with like projectiles from off screen, <laughs> is that the trick is just finding the place to stand where the enemy is not invincible by the time it gets to you, but is yeah. also not right in front of you. Yeah, it's a, it's about finding that radius. Yeah, yeah. You just like find a place to stand and then stand there and tapa 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 <laughs> until the the layer is done. Yeah. But that was kind of fun to like figure those out each time mm-hmm. you start out. Yeah, no, no. Before it gets wise to your tactics, and then and, and it becomes kind of bullet hell uh, to certain yeah. extents later on. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But like you know, like like we're we're talking down about it. Like it was perfectly fine. Like you know, oatmeal is perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> but just like it was, it, it was almost pure lizard brain mechanics for me. I really wish that the guys were invincible when they came out. Like that really put a cramp in my guys style. Guys were or weren't? Or were not. 
I really wish that the enemies weren't but, invincible when but, they came but out like of the then, then, you know, what would stop you from just like standing right next to it and then stamp, you know, spamming A to just kind of be like, oh, okay, you're, you're, you're done. It would have taken some of the texture out of it. I agree with you. Like the invincibility period was way too long. Maybe just too long. Yeah. Maybe because, you know, when I kill the guy and then have to wait for the next guy to come out or maybe yeah. have you run into some of them where there's no delay. Everyone yeah. comes out at mo- once. Those are the most fun because you're in a room that's chaotic that you have to clear. Mm-hmm. And you, then you're playing like a video game. Right. Like then it, then it feels like, you know, action RPG. Those are my mm-hmm. favorite. I wanted all of them to be like that. Yeah. And then you could also line up your magics and try to take out multiple guys at once, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Anytime you're just waiting for the enemy dispenser to pop out one enemy mm-hmm. for you to kill, like that drove me fucking up the wall. It was yeah. not very fun for me. Agreed. And it's, it's about half and half. Yeah. But if every time you came up to these things, like they were just enemies just started swarming out. Mm-hmm. Excitement. Yeah. Reflexes. Great. G- you give, know? give me things to hit. <laughs> yeah. Give me things to hit and give me way, reasons to use the magic. Mm-hmm. You know, other than attacking guys on the other side of obstacles. Right. Which is how I, you know, use yeah. 90% of my magic. And, and like at least the uh, like, oh, man, I use that light arrow spell so much. So, so, did, so did I. But I only really used it for that. Right. Like. Yeah. So. No, no. Like, just like that, that was the only dependable spell. Everything else was just really. Yeah, cool. totally. Like, what a weird uh, decision. Well, here's the thing with that. And we're, this transitions well into like the next kind of part. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're, we'll, So uh, I'll bring this up later. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, so the other thing you do in this level is that you go into a painting, yeah. which I when I did it, I was like, Cole's going to dig this. Cole yeah. likes walking into fictional environments like mm-hmm. that's a Cole trope. Um, Uh, says the man whose favorite area in dark souls is the painted world totally like as a gary trope too (laughs) but i just i was thinking mist like that yeah yeah into it Mm -hmm. the um and the other thing is that this is clearly uh based on leonardo da vinci Mm -hmm. this uh this dr leo yeah no (laughs) i like how he's essentially god (laughs) he's he's very powerful he's got a real ridiculous character model when you run into him too yeah yeah his like, nose he's, is huge and low on his face yeah he, he's he, his his nose is huge and low on his face he's paunchy and he has like a wild red hair <laughs> yeah yeah like uh leonardo da vinci <laughs> oh man i'd like to see a mona lisa modeled after him but uh sorry wait a second i got a little wrecked um but uh but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you're just kind of hearing about uh, General Leo uh, at this point. You haven't seen him yet. But uh, it's it's real neat. And this is where you fight your first boss, right? The painting monster? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that goes into what I was going to say about the magic is I wish magic fucking worked on bosses. I know, right? It what a bewildering seems like, decision. Yeah. Because like the magic is such that you have to learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. And using the bosses as kind of a, like, you know, uh, exam for you, like, hey, have you learned how to use this thing that is ostensibly really valuable to the game? Because, like, you're forced to watch this thing spinning and spinning and spinning for literally every second of this game. <laughs> it's weirdly, like, hypnotic. Weirdly that omnipresent. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a video game like, yeah. kind of thing. You know, that that's what games do. You know, like, teach me how to use this thing, but then let me use it. Like... None of the individual enemies are such until the end where it gets really bulletily are individually enough of a challenge to where it's like it can be handy. But like like you said, I pretty much just use light arrow yeah. the entire time, like crafting bosses that were vulnerable to these different kinds of magic would have been great. Yeah. And I was so like I, I didn't remember that from when I played this when I was younger. I was so dis- like so disappointed when my magic wasn't working on this first boss ding, because ding, he's kind of ding, 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 ding. Yeah, he's, well, he's kind of like a, a demon thing, and he's at yeah. the top of these three platforms. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have a ranged weapon. Yeah. Like, like this <laughs> makes sense. It's dangerous to get up close to him. 
They mm. gave me a ranged weapon. That's what the game is teaching me. Right. Nope. Like the game isn't teaching you shit. Nope. Like that's, you know, that's, this game is not about learning how to play it. Nope. You know, to any and, degree. And, you know, like comparison is, comparisons to Zelda are really hard not to make, mm-hmm. even if they are roughly unfair. But even the most basic Zelda games, like that, like that is the thing that's kind of transcendent about them is the way that it teaches you how to play it and then tests you about it. And the this would have brought it like closer. Smoke. Yeah. Like, and that, that's, you know, that's always been, that's in the very first Zelda in like the first dungeon. Mm-hmm. You get bombs. Yep. Triceratops don't like them. Nope. <laughs> Triceratops are not all about bombs. Mm. Yeah. But uh, but the bosses, they are uh, uh, marathons. Like, they have a lot of HP. Mm-hmm. And realistically, it's all about figuring out where to stand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, or where you can take your hits. Because in this one, yeah. like, I couldn't find a place to stand regularly. Mm-hmm. It was all about, like, creeping up to them, attacking, and then sliding back down. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a lot of stick and move. Kind of stuff happens with these bosses yeah. too. Some of the later ones, I feel like you also you really have no choice but to tank. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you, and, and for the most, they have a lot of HP. But if you go in with one of these herbs, mm-hmm. like you'll probably be okay. Yeah, like at least for up until I would say the second to last boss, you can more or less just kind of stand and attack him and move out of the way a little bit. Yeah, and be okay. There's, I mean, and with with as many vendors as there are, there's no reason not to have the medical herb on you. Yeah. It's funny when you say stick and move there, like there's, there, there is one thing that I think this game is really forward thinking about and kind of cool, which is the shoulder button functionality where you, oh, yeah, where, where you hold the button. Yeah. And you, and you, and you strafe. That was so useful. Yeah. And um, you hold your sword out too. You're not just strafing. Like you, yeah. you poke your, your sword out and can kind of sideswipe people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So like, I, I just like that, that, that was an extra bit of texture for the uh, for, for, for for the combat that I didn't mm-hmm. expect nor anticipate but was uh, immensely satisfying. I agree. That is a welcome. I in my mind I wouldn't say immensely satisfying but I will say it is a welcome in job. in context. Like in the bubble yeah, yeah. of this game it was immensely satisfying. like yep. it was my fa- it was one of my favorite parts. It was like, "Huh, this would be really neat to have in Zelda." Yeah. You know. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Um, even though you can kind of do that in Zelda, like when in the Link to the Past, when you start charging. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah. yeah you, do, you do the same thing, but um, yeah, it it, it, does, it works out well. Yeah. Um, you beat him, and you get one sixth of what? Runes. Uh, you 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 get. Uh, I believe it's the green stone. Stones. Yes. Yep. It's just a rock. Yeah, you get. There's certain rocks you have to collect. Yeah. Because it, because video game, and you have to collect things. Yeah. Um, you get all six of them, and you can mm-hmm. open up the. Uh, up into the kingdom of evil and it could have been like one piece of the of the amulet or you know you know it could have been any part of a demon's skull but it was just a rock yep it's just it's just a rock a different colored rock yeah um something we should talk about is the weird like the shortcut system in this game yeah yeah um which i think is actually pretty good Mm -hmm. um each world has uh like a save station Mm -hmm. like you can go to the shrine in every world that has like a save a transport to another world and then three uh, kind of teleport points, one of which is always the town area. Right, right. So, like, you're exploring a dungeon, you uncover one of these teleport points, it's a huge sense of relief because you can go back to the town, right. not lose your progress. Um, and you and also heal of, entirely when you're there. Yep, yep, yep. So that's really cool. And uh, it would make a lot of, like, there's so few, if you wanted to, and I never did, but if you wanted to, like, level in this game, mm-hmm. it would be difficult to do because most enemies don't respawn, which is the other thing. So, like, the game gives you these shortcuts, but if, even if you had to backtrack, like, Mm-hmm. In each area, there's maybe one enemy or hazard that will respawn. Anything that has a monster layer doesn't. Right. So going like any time I had to go back through these areas to pick up treasure or something that I missed, um, they're really sparse and empty. Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of an odd decision too for a game yeah. of this vintage. Yeah. For, 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 for a game that would ultimately require you to backtrack as much as this does, you would think that they would, uh, you know, put kind of some, you know, gates that you would be able to get through with, mm-hmm. with, with, with future stuff. But again, that's me ascribing future thinking to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm going to get that watch over fireballs, quantum computer, <laughs> quantum computer. Yep. From the, uh, the watch or the fallout sketch that Lou helped us with. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Lou's great. To go to the next area. Yeah, Green, Greenwood, which is populated. It is. Uh, it's where the teddy bears have their picnic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the thing I liked about this area. Like, we're not the dungeon area so much as just like the town inhabited by animals. Yeah, I think that's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. Like the like the dungeons are pretty much just kind of like it's it is a, it is a uh, rush job of Zelda. There's a water shrine, a fire shrine, and a light shrine without uh, pu- without puzzles. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. It's a rush job of Zelda. And the, the reason, you know, Zelda has puzzles that tie into the themes of the, the dungeons. Mm-hmm. This is just a color palette and an enemy palette. Yeah, but the but the light, they have laser beam walls, Gary. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'll give, I'll give them their laser beam walls. I'll give you your laser beam walls, damn it. Um, <laughs> um, and this is also where you start finding invulnerable enemies as well. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the game really is overt about telling you... Um, you know, you need this sword to do this. Like, mm-hmm. there's a legendary sword that can cut through metal, the Zen, Zenzetsu sword, mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, and this is the first point where I was like, I don't want to come back for this. I thought I was going to get the Zenzetsu sword in this town, and then when I didn't, I was like, ugh. Yeah. Um, but I like talking to the NPCs. Yeah. In this area a whole lot. There's the alligator that, like, you're going to cross, and you're about to step on him, and he stops you, and he's like, you were just going to step on my face, wasn't it? Because he's, like, in the position of a bridge. Yeah. And you're like, and, he, and I just said, yep. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Mike puts his head down. Yeah. Like, I like that a lot. Like there's some actual like kind of like laugh out loud. Like part of it is just the translation and surrealness mm-hmm. of it. But yeah. there's some really cute dialogue going on here. I, I liked the, uh, the, 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 the dog's restaurant where he's like, hey, do you want to you hear the menu? And like, no. He's like, oh, come on. Just please. Okay. Yes. Well, today we're serving dot, dot, dot. Music ends. You. Yeah, <laughs> beat, beat. Nah, I'm just kidding, dog. <laughs> that, would, that would be an amazing like way the game just progressed that way. Like, what an alternate game where that was the case, <laughs> where you're you know? just being chased by dogs. <laughs> yeah, like the dogs are the real villains. <laughs> like, um, that would be incredible. Like, the, or go ahead. Like, if it's just kind of like being chased through these areas by dogs and teenagers, and yeah, also yeah. cars that want to run into you, that would be my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, my, my like like real life, like things and bees. Yeah, like things I'm scared of in real life. You know, things that can actually hurt me. Jellyfish. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, one of the, some of those little bits are fun, but again, that thing that there's not a a flag for you've already heard this. Mm-hmm. In the game, so like that one mole that jumped out and surprised you, yeah, cute the first time. <laughs> like, like after that, like I was real fucking sick of it. Yeah, and it, like that mole kind of became like the office guy who's like fucking overplaying a joke, making you know, copies. Where, it's yeah, exactly. 2013. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot like the making copies guy of yeah. moles. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Rob Schneider of moles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soul Laser featuring the Rob Schneider of moles. Um, but that stuff got, they needed that fucking, you've heard this already flag. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and, and this is an appropriate place to put this because this is where the town stuff kind of becomes a semi-puzzle um, mm-hmm. because really, really crucial items are hidden by these mole tunnels. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that really bugs me about this um, is that the backtracking is so inelegant. So when you're in dungeon mode, you're unlocking these NPCs um, mm-hmm. that uh, you know create different buildings and blah, blah, blah. And you're going back to town roughly, I would say, like once or twice per stage. Mm-hmm. Each, each of these like overarching areas has three, three, you know, three levels to it. Um, but the problem is because each of these NPCs could possibly have something that's plot relevant. And each of them is um, similar and unremarkable enough, uh, similar enough to their neighbors and unremarkable enough every time you go back you have to talk to everybody yeah yeah because something may may have changed and what it my economy of movement that i you know ascribe to was training me to only go back as few times as possible so i would progress the game as much as i possibly could until i couldn't anymore and by that point like the inscrutable nature of who i had to talk to to unlock things Mm -hmm like was was lost on me sometimes someone will be unlocked and they'll be like i will help you progress <laughs> it's like okay great cool and sometimes you unlock them and be like you unlocked a mole and i'm like well fuck how is this different than the other three moles i unlocked i didn't do shit for <laughs> yeah you know or or it's like you unlocked blah 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 and says i am like you i am from the sky but yeah, well that's that's always a yeah, you always yeah. Go for those guys but yeah. the but the still isn't apparent where it is in the town so yes. it's like oh fuck yeah, I'm either going to have to make same. a quick sketch of this or I'm going right. to have to go back and talk to everybody. Yeah. 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 Frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, all that NPC bumping around um, will sometimes reward you with items. But again, and I can't remember the game we were talking about it. Toomba, where there's yeah. the lack of delineation between when your effort is going to pay off and when it's not going to. Yeah. So you do these quests in Toomba. And every once in a while, it would provide you with this, like, amazing item that you need to progress in the game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would provide you with jack shit. Right. This game does the same thing where it's, like, having that diligence to talk to everybody and solve the puzzles most of the times gets you nothing. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, though, like, you get something really big. Like, you get the uh, the shield bracelet mm-hmm. here, which I missed. And then I was, like, why is this boss so fucking hard? And then I went yeah. online and it said, get the shield bracelet. I'm, like, mm-hmm. shield bracelet? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then I, I went and got it. To be fair, Murph told us, like, five times, get the shield bracelet and the power bracelet. So I was on that the was, lookout. Yeah, he, yeah he, de- he definitely told me that. And that was after, like, I did this thing. Right. So so, we, so yeah. I was definitely on the lookout. So yeah, and getting the shield bracelet is a, is a real is a real pain in the balls because yeah. be, because you have to do like ghost mole quests and you have to kill enemies that are hidden and not really apparent, um, like these goblin statues. It's yep. real. It's real dumb. Yeah, this game has a real problem with hidden enemies, which yeah. we'll get to a little bit later. Yeah. Um. So you so you get through this. Um. You get to the boss, which are these three statues. Yeah. Um, that you fight. It's interesting. You got in the notes here that the middle one was the hardest for you. Yeah. Um, that one, if you go upwards mm-hmm. and then just stand, it will just surround you and you oh, just yeah? swing your sword. Oh, wow. yeah. The last one, because I think that you said it was the toughest pattern and I think it's because you're trying to find a pattern, but like that's this weird inaction is action. The last one I had a hard time with though, because I couldn't figure out when I could attack that guy, mm-hmm. you know, safely. So I just ended up tanking it like shield bracelet, medical herb and going for it. Mm hmm. Oh. Yeah. So like 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 roughly like that, that that was the approach that I took to most of the bosses. Uh this mm-hmm. one this one was kind of more of a wake up call because it was three in a row. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yep. And they have no thematic like I don't know who these things are. Nope. You know, like there's nothing there's nothing to them. The, like the, just, like the bosses eventually become, you know, plot relevant NPCs, but Yeah, yeah, but not not at this point. Right. 
Um, so you go to the the next area. This is the underwater. Yeah, area. it's also the the the, the nadir of the game. <laughs> yeah, this level. I'm glad that you said that because this definitely seemed seemed like it seemed like semped. This definitely semped like it was um, semped. I, I don't understand. Well, I was trying to say seemed, but oh. I just I said I oh. can't talk. Okay, my thick tongue got in the way. <laughs> Um, this sumped like it was uh, three times longer than any other area in the game. Right, right. Like, this they, drags. Be, because this is like a textbook example of like inelegant backtracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, because, yep. because not only do you have the town, which is which is one thing, which is this kind of cool mermaid shrine, blah, 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 secrets of the ocean, Aquarius, you know. Mm-hmm. Cute mm-hmm. angelfish. Yeah, yeah cute, cute little angelfish running around and dolphins who will, uh, who will carry on your nose. Uh, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, <laughs> but there's also this this hub wilderness area uh, yep. that feels like something out of Final Fantasy twelve with four count them four different islands that you have to go to off of it. Yep. Yeah. Like this is definitely the biggest area in the game, mm-hmm. and none of it is that interesting. No, no. Like the, Like the, there. Like there's like one or two, but that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I remember thinking was really interesting about this was the uh, the Thunder Island. Yes, where you that's get the item where it's like of. if you touch. That's really cool and and kind of a new mechanic for the yeah. game. Like and underutilized. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it never comes up again. Why not? <laughs> this Why is an not? item you can have uh, equipped. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get rid of it. It's not. Just, it's not you know consumable. Mm-hmm. But you know this is there's these like thunder statues. If you touch mm-hmm. them while you have this item, lightning strikes it and can yeah. hurt anything around it. Uh huh. And the puzzle is you do it to kill some enemies that are invulnerable to normal attacks. Yeah. But uh, the it would have been so cool if this was something like every once in a while in a tough area there was a lightning statue. Mm-hmm. And then again, I'm playing a game and I'm making a choice where it's like, do I want to keep my power bracelet equipped or do I want to try for these lightning kills? Right. You know? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This also does like a weird thing where you have to have a specific set of armor, which isn't too much of a problem because that armor is kind of a key to the gate around here but when you're backtracking to this i died actually yeah <laughs> forgetting that i had to have the bubble armor that's equipped. the frustrating thing because the first time around it's it does that thing where it's like you know every armor you get has that special effect and is progressively better than the last mm-hmm. so like why wouldn't you wear the bubble armor when right. you're here but then going back like yeah yep. but but like it, it does that uh, the same thing as well with the uh with with the volcano area where you have to get uh so-and-so's collarbone I don't know. It was some kind well, of item. There, well, there's the the. Uh, um, there's a spirit, right? There's a spirit that just protects you from it. Yeah. So like you don't have to equip that. Mm-hmm. Like once you're there, you just have the spirit that like these spirit animals that you have that follow you, mostly just give you immunities or reveal things. Right. To so like unlock things or make enemies and you know visible or something like that. Um, the uh, there is like a fire armor. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. that I think you're referring to that I never got and just kind of powered through. Walking yeah, around. neither did I. That, that that's that's yeah. really what I was referring to was the yeah. sword that you get. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. there are also robotic gorillas here, which will throw rocks at you. Yeah, which I, I can I can get into that. Yeah, I can. This I can game has a real <laughs> some real hail Mary robots. Yeah, it does. That, that, uh, <laughs> that last area with those dancing robots, like <laughs> or second to last area, that that did it for me in a big mm-hmm. bad way. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah. Like, like, like even the NPCs here, like the, like the whole town story, not that great. Like, oh, the queen went mad. She's evil. Understood, misunderstood. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And I don't know if they're referring to the queen or the macro queen. You yeah, know, the, 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 yeah, it's the, ma- it's, it's the mackerel queen. Yeah. Macro. <laughs> it's pretty good. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. The, uh, but so, so you get to the, the boss and you're on like a cool uh, pirate ship. 
<laughs> which like yeah I'm, you know I'm that um and fight this giant flying skull which like i was having a real hard time with um mm-hmm. murphy actually gave me a pro tip but i ended up just kind of powering through it yeah um you're not using i guess there's like one safe place to stand you can just stand forever yeah um it just he never he's very rarely there i forget what i did because fucking sweet skeleton yeah yeah it's a cool skeleton it's a real metal <laughs> album cover skeleton going on here yeah 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 um, i don't know yeah, stick and move. Um, is this where you get the power? Yeah, this is where you get the power bracelet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he has tons of hit points. He's the first mm-hmm. person who has, like, the HP bar is all the way across the screen and a different color. Yeah, and that really bugged me, actually. I was expecting have, to having to wear down the entire thing in that color and then have it start. Yeah, and make it multiple, multiple layers it's not, on the though, bar. It's not, though. It's, like, four. Yeah, it's just, like, four hits just removes that color. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Which just makes it, I, I, I don't know. Make yeah. it easier to figure out. Like, if that is the case, just make it change colors as you're hitting. Don't just don't yeah. don't just don't just make me think that my attacks are finding no purchase. Yeah. Yep. And also, don't design bosses with that. Where like the only <laughs> way you can increase the challenge is by giving them that much HP. Yeah. You know, too much. Yeah. I don't know. This this area couldn't have gotten over soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mostly uphill here for for a little bit. So you leave the uh, the depths of the ocean uh, up to the heights of the mountains, uh, where you think that you're going to find dwarves, but they're actually little gnomes that live for one year. Yeah, these things are awesome. Yeah, and the Mount of Souls. Yep, they ride sn- they they ride snails. <laughs> they only live for one year, which is great. Yeah, and they have like the you know tons of uh, unintentionally deep dialogue. Like the couple that are staring at each other, where like the the woman says something like. Um, you know, I could just spend my entire time like looking into your eyes like other people want to do things, but I'm mm-hmm. fine right here. Yeah. And then the guy says the same thing and then there's like a dialogue beat and then he's like, well, maybe I should go looking for other people. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Like I only have a limited time. Yeah. Like that. that's really – that's pretty great, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a game of this vintage. Like, yeah. You know, that's – What was that really depressing PBS cartoon about the King Gnome? David the Gnome? Yeah, David the Gnome. Yeah. That's really yep. all that I wanted to bring up. Like that, that and Babar were just the most depressing things to come across after school. One of those things went up in the show notes and one of them will not. And the reason why is because <laughs> David the Gnome has an amazing theme song. Okay. If you don't, uh, if you don't remember it, but I will put the David the Gnome theme song in the show. notes because It's really good. Hmm. Okay. Yep. They used to play that like opposite Eureka's castle on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. During that like weird kind God. of daytime. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Eureka's castle. Me too. Like that. I wanted to explore it. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty bad yeah it was like it exists somewhere right oh i'm positive like i I found uh i was listening to uh to ninjas versus podcast and i talked about the nintendo episode of muppet babies Mm -hmm. that was like aired twice and then never shown again and uh, i found that on youtube for tyler so yeah i've I've watched i've had that that same uh memory i've told you this before i think did you know that there's a, a, a movie theme park in germany where all the stuff from never ending story is and they have uh the luck dragon Really? There. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, if I was terminal, <laughs> that would be really tempting to break in there and like ride, ride it. And then like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and my, my eternal Facebook, my trite uh, Facebook profile, you know, postmortem Facebook profile <laughs> profile would be me riding the actual dragon. <laughs> <laughs> With an IV pack. Like, yeah, like, 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 like holding the IV stand up. <laughs> Yeah, and a concerned, like, you know, a concerned adult from the Make a Wish Foundation that I scammed <laughs> to get over yeah. there. 
<laughs> why why is this child bearded and also six two? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a rare disease. <laughs> yeah, I have progeria. I'm yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. I've got a kind of progeria. It's progeria two. You've never heard of it. It's progeria um, two. It's, it's back, pro- baby. It's progeria two, electric boogaloo. Oh god. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> but uh anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure uh, to make that exercise or not, but, uh, but some of the stuff's got to go in the episode. Yeah, it does. So, you know? so, so you, uh, yeah, you, you see all this stuff and at least it's more interesting than dolphins and, you know, cute little angel fishes running yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. The, I don't remember the play being particularly fine. Like, no, no. Um, so this is the, the I, I, I like came across something that like, I, I, I didn't recognize, um, just like outright, like if somebody said, hey, what do you dislike in a video game? I wouldn't have said blah. Like, I don't like, um, you know, those tile puzzles where, you know, you have to like make the picture, you know, like mm-hmm. those are those are irritating whenever they show yep. up. And don't fucking make me do a puzzle where like your navigation is limited by ice and you can only go in like one direction until you hit a wall and stop. And that's what this ice peak level becomes. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I don't like those in Pokemon because you're still fighting Zubats. Here where all the enemies are dead, I don't mind. Even still, I just like, just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So, so suffer not this kind of play to live. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't, I, I don't mind them that much. Like, I don't, I don't think they're like the height of game design or anything. Mm-hmm. By that yeah, means. But no. really, there's only one. Here, yeah, there's just that area then, in the upper right where you have to do it. But then you find the mushroom shoes, and it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to switch them back and forth between this and my uh, yep. defense bracelet. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't know. Like it's it's neat. It's 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 basically Death Mountain from Chrono Trigger. You know, you're you're fighting up and down the side of a mountain, and like it's thematically. Like I, I think I remember the music being nice. Although there are only four tracks in the song, in the soundtrack, so I was yeah. probably humming my own song. I, I definitely had to stop listening to the music at some point yeah. like pretty early on in this because yeah. it's really bland. And I, I brought it back for the ending mm-hmm. of the game because the music kind of gets good again. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely pretty bland. Uh, uh, mm, so it's Death Mountain. Oh, the one thing I was going to say is I like the visual touch when you're in this ice level that the uh, uh, stalactites mm-hmm. um, are hanging on the peripherals of the screen. Uh, I think you mean stalassites hang. Oh, stalassites. Okay, yep. Stalassites. Um, hanging on the peripheral of the screen. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought no. that looked really cool. Like, that was a nice visual touch. Yeah, and and, that, and that's just kind of like, a, a, a lot of this is kind of like Baby's First Mode 7. Um, yeah. Just like, yep, put, yep. Put, like putting those uh, put, putting those transparency layers and stuff in front. And it's a yep. nice, it, it, it is definitely a nice touch. It gives a little bit of uh, dimensionality to the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Clean it up a little bit. Yep. It, it, um, it, gets, it gets real hairy later, but here it's nice. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, and I don't uh, remember... This boss at all, really? Poseidon. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know he's Poseidon, but I don't remember what I did or what it was like. Yeah, so he's the one who has the trident. Um, it is the god of earthquakes and the sea. Um, no, no. So he has three places where he can pop up. Oh yeah, and uh, and he shoots uh, in sequence. He shoots kind of like the fan, like the like the contra spread gun. Um, mm-hmm. But then he also shoots uh, two that uh, track you on the x and y axis, and you really only have like two opportunities to hit him before he uh, puts that out, and you have to dodge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or you, or you tank them and just kind of tappa 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 yeah. and take some damage. Cause like, you know, one of the things about this game that I do like is that 
you uh, you level up at an appropriate pace, mm-hmm. and your equipment scale is just like a forty five degree angle line. Yeah, with the challenge, like up until the end, where you start getting into this really annoying bullet hell shit and teleporting enemies. That you know that's what drives me nuts. But like mm-hmm. for a long time, in the game like you're leveling up really consistently. Mm-hmm. You're getting you know pretty significantly more powerful, like a lot more HP, a lot more damage every time you level. Yeah. It always felt like I was getting better. You know, so I never felt like I needed to grind. I never felt like I was underpowered for a specific part. Yeah, um, for like most of the game. Mm-hmm. But like, so that flat of a difficulty curve, um, mm-hmm. you know, for like for this part, uh, why would they upgrade your equipment? You know, if if they know that you're going to find this stuff as a necessary means to progress. And you kind of like, uh, uh, you know, evolve alongside it. Now, if you were regularly tasked with going back and it's kind of like, holy shit, I'm stomping mud holes in all of these yeah. guys in this particular area. I could see that. But since you don't really have to go back until the very end, it's almost yeah. it, it just it just, it just feels it just feels weird where they were like they, they could have benefited from not upping the HP on the enemies that you're fighting and then just giving you more utility to fight all the weird you know, oh, totally guys. Like yeah. I'm, I'm saying in contrast to how terrible it could have been mm-hmm. if like I had to grind and I was oh, not, yeah. Yeah. you know, I guess that's more what I mean. Like I, I was just trying to say that you're hardy at this point. Like mm-hmm. I would much rather have more utility yeah. than just yeah. like a number that, you know, it's yeah. like, a, you, know, you know, you've got 10, well, I've got 10. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. You got 11. Well, I've got 11 now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're never fighting to catch up with where you're hitting. I guess that's really what I meant. Like yeah. it is definitely, you know, not a brave design choice. It's just kind of not you know, obnoxious in the way that if it was totally broken, right? it's functional. Yeah. No, I I agree. By killing Poseidon, you unlock another king, another piece of royalty, um, member of royalty rather, um, who tells you about Phoenix and you're like, ah, screw it. And then you go, who cares? I don't need any more magic. I just have light. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Fuck you, Gary. (laughs) You don't care about Phoenix. Well, Phoenix cares about you. Um, so, you know, if you're anything like me, you don't give a shit about that. And you're just happy to unlock. This is my favorite area in the game. Yeah, yeah. I think is. this is definitely the most imaginative and most fun. And if every area in the game was like this, this mm-hmm. game would, would have, like, raised a letter grade in my brain. Yeah. Like, no, it is so inspired. This is Dr. Yeah. Leo's lab. This is really cool. Yeah. But uh, so, so yeah, like, you know, the guy who you've been hearing about all this time, this masterful inventor, you're here in this kind of, you know, Luca from Chrono Trigger, uh, you know, steampunk science kind of lab uh, where you are wandering around his uh, like the like the more dangerous parts where he's been running these experiments, but also mm-hmm. back in the house proper and, you know, talking to his cats and his, and his dressers and his doors. Yeah, I love the inanimate objects. Yeah. talking in this like i liked it, how many cats he had like it personifies him <laughs> yeah in a way is this kind of like you know eccentric animal lover mm-hmm. um and even the enemies were like much more interesting these kind of robot things yeah had a more varied move set like those mm-hmm. slinky things that could jump from track to track yeah on the different bridges and then like so i mean just, it, just it's much more there's a lot more just kind of like variety and and spice to this yeah yeah so this is the first place where the enemies really kind of change up the way that you have to approach them right they have different mm-hmm. verbs uh the terrain is a little bit more interesting um <laughs> it, it was it was explored just a little bit before like in the magma um island but there are places here where, where it will hurt you to walk over them um unless and, you wear that fire armor or whatever oh uh, yeah i never whatever got that is. what do you yeah. how do you even get, get that it. 
I don't. I don't even know. And I also yeah. am not about to start switching back and forth between shit. Yeah, that's true. At this late in the game. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you're kind of going through the through the basement, and then yeah, what we really want to talk about here is the models of town. Yep. Yep. Why isn't the whole game like this? Yeah. Like this is definitely this is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, and these were designed. So this wasn't Leo, right? Isn't it something like no, no? This is for some reason I got confused, and something somebody said confused me, and it made me think that like McGrid made these early on, yeah. but not not the case. It's, I don't like, think. it's like one of the cats, like oh boy, the, the 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 models of town they've taken on a life of their own. Yeah, something yep. like and that. And something says they're, they're so detailed that you can get sucked into them. Yeah, yeah, which ends up actually being the case. Right, right. Which I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really fun areas. They look like um, you like you're a giant in these like RPG towns. <laughs> the enemies are tiny soldiers like fighting off your siege. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> which is like this is something that Psychonauts would do like 15 years later. Yeah, yeah. It's like similar to Lungfishopolis. Yeah, or like, even um, or, or even the uh, the the uh, tabletop game. The Napoleon yeah. one, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets frustrating a little bit when there are just arbitrarily invisible enemies. Yeah, yeah. I didn't much care for that. I thought the invisible thing was done better later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or just, like, don't do it at all. Like, it's not <laughs> – it doesn't fit in thematically with, like, a model town. Mm-hmm. Or, like, why can these things turn invisible? Like, there's no – no explanation for it so mm-hmm. it's really unsatisfying that you have to deal with it mm-hmm. and it's just another thing where you just find the key for it you mm-hmm. know you eventually unlock the thing that just fixes it yeah you know and, so for a little while you're annoyed and then you're less annoyed yeah and it's really Soul like <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> and and uh like so am i the only person who found the lensing effect on the uh, on the soul that revealed the uh invisible enemies really really annoying <laughs> I found it really annoying as well. Yeah. I thought you were going to say nauseating because this weird, like the last few episodes, you've been revealing things that make you motion sick. That like I'm like what? Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> but the yeah, no. It, uh, yes, I think it's really annoying as well. And yeah. I also want to be able to see these things from further away because like mm-hmm. this is where the enemies start being like you don't want to get close to these things at all. And this is where I was using magic really consistently. Yeah, like, it's also like, about the time you stop using the magic armor. Mm-hmm. Which like cut your magic use in half and go to the next thing that doesn't have as much uh, utility to it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the the only invisible enemies are either siege engines that can attack you from like several blocks away, or mm-hmm. um, artillery which can also attack you from several blocks away. Yep, yep. Yeah. And you have to pretty much have be within the sight range, and when you can see it, it can see you for the most part. Yeah. So pretty annoying. And you're just kind of like like when you don't have this, you're walking around. There are explosions, like when you know Bart antagonized the miniature civilization that came up around uh uh lisa's tooth right yeah in that 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 um simpsons episode there's a line that i always think of and there's no it's not that clever or anything but i've thought about many times where he says it's toilet time for tiny town (laughs) like i've thought about that a bunch of times yeah toilet time for (laughs) toilet time for tiny town (laughs) but i thought there were landmines Oh, you did? I'm like, yeah. Like, when I walk here, why am I blowing up? I thought it was children throwing Molotov cocktails at me. Yeah, essentially. I mean, <laughs> same same thing, except you can't look up and see the people doing it, yeah. you know? And the, the – the, No, the, miniature children. Like, the, like so, oh, okay. the, so the regulars have soldiers are very tiny, and their children – well, really, their toddlers would be uh, uh, at that resolution invisible to me. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Ugh. It makes more sense than invisible siege engines, Gary. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're machine or why they are invisible. Yeah. I also don't know why they are machine. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit annoying that there are two of them. It's just kind of like, oh, this is such a stroke of genius. What'll be better? Twice as much. <laughs> Could have been a model anything. Yeah. That point, model amusement park. Yeah. That would have been cool. You know, I like this uh, this miniature environment mm-hmm. kind of thing. But uh, And, you know, they could have done the exact same thing and had you shrink down to be, you know, like go like be a honey that shrunk the kids kind of scenario where yeah. you're walking through, you know, grass and, and things like that. Like they could have done like there's a whole kind of like a glimpse of a much more imaginative game. Like you have mm-hmm. this eccentric genius who can bend the laws of physics. Yeah. Pursuing this guy and figuring out his story should be like it should be a veritable trip to Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Yeah. And instead, it's like a Saturday trip to, you know, the Costco with like one interesting magazine you've never seen before. You know, it's like it's 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 functional. It's fine. Yeah, it's like it'll do. But yeah. but don't, it's just this is the glimpse of what could have been. Don't hide it five six of the way through your thing. Totally. Like a bunch of people never got to this, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem with pacing, just like most things we talk about, but it's a problem with pacing. Sure. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You get through this and you go to the power the power plant, which is functionally the same as the as the basement. Mm-hmm. And you fight uh, kind of like one of the more interesting bosses. The, they call it the tin doll, but it's really just like a robot that sends mm-hmm. daisy cutters at you. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. I like this guy just fine. Yep. Like I didn't have too much of a hard time with this, like going up to him, just, uh, just stick and move. Mm-hmm. to him but he has kind of an interesting like there's no way to figure out his movement pattern like what direction he's going to move in which is annoying mm-hmm. um but he just kind of you know he stands there and shoots and then he makes you know kind of carpet bombs the uh the area so you're not uh you know you're not able to stick around too long so you have to make a choice between attacking him and uh and get yeah. the fuck out of dodge yeah he's kind so. of annoying but not hard yeah 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then you leave this brief little bit of enchantment and wonder and imagination and go to a medieval castle because why not? Because RPG. Because RPG. Because SNES yep. RPG. Yep. 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 The only surprising and, thing about it is that it didn't come sooner. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, and in a way, it kind of did. It's like oh, I already went to an underground castle. Like, oh yeah. This is not that different than the first area. You know, this this first area, the torture chambers. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're, when you're not actively looking at a skeleton, <laughs> it's very similar to to just any underground cave level yeah. in the game. And the skeletons go a good way, but... Yeah, yeah, skeletons. I'm always up for some skeletons. Yeah. Um, but Except when you have to find an otherwise unremarkable skeleton, get a, yep. a skeleton to get a, a plot-important item. <laughs> I had to game fact that. Yeah, me too. I'm like, why the fuck can't I continue? I know I need the harp spring, but you put... You know, Soul Blazer, you put items in treasure chest or NPCs give them to me. Yes. That's how, how you work. Yeah. And we, just, you know, starting to put, or they had a couple things where it's like, you know, a, a goat would be like, search that corner mm-hmm. and they'll get a medical herb and you're already holding one and then you, you know, yeah. you have no expression and you continue. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, uh, don't just have just a random, you know, skeleton have it. That's a background scenery. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, just kind of like walk on square, you know, 32X by 4Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and seriously, why are the the, the keys – I'm glad you put this in the notes because I forgot about it, but it's fucking abs- absurd – is that the keys that you use to unlock the other di- dungeons in this are like debit cards. Yeah, they're platinum and gold cards. Yeah, you have to get certain debit cards in order to continue the game. And they yeah. and you open up your menu, and it looks just like, well, yep, that's a U.S. bank debit card. <laughs> well, like, you that know, thing's got fifteen dollars in overdraft protection. Like, <laughs> you, it gets me into you, a tower. You, you you get Sky Miles on the airship. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it hints at a much more advanced society. It's like the village. Like, why has this guy got a debit card? Oh, because he's not living in the past. Oh. He's actually a modern villager living in the village. Yes. (laughs) But when I first got the platinum card, I fucking – and then looked at it and it looks just like a credit card. That made me laugh pretty good. Just wondering where are you swiping this? Yeah. A butt crack. Um, but yeah. uh, I don't know. That's dumb. Any number of, of butt cracks. <laughs> Any, every single one of these guards. Uh, that's a dumb joke. The, uh, game, uh, the game makes a, uh, a weird a weird thing can happen here where you unlock something out of sequence. Did that happen to you? No, no. It's like this entire game, you're just – you're literally – there's no choices really in like when you unlock things. Like you're not designing a city like you are in ActRaiser. You're just mm-hmm. like on a linear line. A linear line. You're just on a line and unlocking things as they come. If you sequence break that and end up unlocking a monster layer early, mm-hmm. like if it's a house, or I think it was the soldier's barracks. I got to a soldier before he unlocked the barracks, and you get a message that says this soul cannot be unlocked at this time. Oh, and it really no. threw me for a loop. Like I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you doing now, Soul Blazer? Like, <laughs> what? What does this mean? And I just kind of continued the game, and eventually it has worked. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's real goofy. Yeah. No, I, I never ran into that. That would be really, really disconcerting because it's kind of like, oh, so there's no indication what I should hit first? Yep. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't screw you out of anything and you don't have to like – it doesn't make you come back to the monster layer. Good. Like you still just did it. But mm-hmm. it does mean that like you know, there's no reason to go back to town and check that out because it's not there. And it's just kind of weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But like I don't know. that Like the torture dungeon – is, is this where they uh, introduce the enemies that like phase through you? Yeah, because that was, and a, that's what the, the entirety of the world of evil. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, 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 you know, what fresh hell is this to, yeah. to where teleporting and, and phasing enemies? And it's like, the, like, the, like the clock that everything was based on was also based on like the rotation of your soul around you. So like, if, if it was just kind of like, okay, if this is. If this is, um, you know, uh, invulnerable when it is a certain radius from you, okay, fine. That means I have to use magic. However, whenever something was invisible and also in a position to where I could attack it, um, it was it was also uh, invulnerable at that point, yep. if that makes any sense. So yep. it's just kind of like, oh, so I just have to, like, kite this along until it happens to be tricked into being corporeal when yep. I'm able to attack it? Fuck yep. this. Tedious, super tedious. Yeah. Like those enemies are really tedious and they come up so much Yeah, in this next area. Mm-hmm. Like everything teleports and zips around. Yeah. I think this is when you run into the orbs. <laughs> God, do I hate those fucking orbs. Yeah. Like they, they do that too. They teleport around, but like they do it diagonally through you. Like mm-hmm. the game isn't entirely on a grid, but there's like a little bit of a grid to it. Yeah. And these things feel like they break the the movement lines well, well this 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 is more of a this is more of an issue in the bosses like especially in these final bosses here um mm-hmm. to where like the game isn't really on a grid but you can't move on a diagonal yeah um, and so yeah. it's it's effectively on a grid right like right. as, as you at, relate to the enemies and these things move on a diagonal diagonal and not the orbs don't move at like a straight 45 degree angle either like they can come at some weird angles mm-hmm. and you're not equipped to to face them mm-hmm you know, in literally or by means of fighting. Mm-hmm. So, ugh. Ugh. and it doesn't yeah. HP drain until you get to that final teleport square, mm-hmm. and then you can go back and get your herb and, and fight yeah. the boss. The final teleport square, which is right by the only cutscene in the game. Yep. So you're going <laughs> to die a lot on this boss. Yep. 
because it's really hard and you're mm-hmm. going to watch this cutscene over <laughs> and over and over and over. over again. Unless you're like me and you played it in a NZS and Yes, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, the first time I, I didn't realize this boss fight was coming. Yeah. So I, uh, I got fooled the first time, but then I save stated the shit out of it. Yeah. So, but on yeah. an SNES, you would be pulling your hair out. Oh God. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a really, really hard, really annoying boss. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's like the wing demon or whatever it is, and it wouldn't be so bad um, if he didn't attack on a diagonal um, yep. intent. Um, also, uh, if why the fuck are you on an airship? Yeah, that, like that, you just get on it and you don't go anywhere. Like yeah. You literally park it right where you left it. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like you're just taking a joyride for a little while to fight this thing. Yeah, like and then you come right back. Yep. What? Yeah. it's so bad yeah, why yeah why 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 and like it doesn't make that much so 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 functionally what this means is you only have like a like a like a like a five by one area that you can inhabit in this mm-hmm. and like the way that i found it was just like to kind of like toro him into like okay you're gonna attack i'm gonna sidestep just a little bit as he does the uh diagonal 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 avoid his fireballs diagonal 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 but that took a while to figure out because i was trying to like jockey for position and blah 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 mm-hmm. but because well, there's wind yeah there's wind that is pushing you back into this wall which is the five by one area mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. so and because of that there's so few opportunities where you can hit this guy mm-hmm like it, it takes forever. Yeah. Like it is. This is a slog. Mm-hmm. Like this. This is a really long boss fight, and I started to think like this is the last boss fight I fought in the game, and like the bad will generated from this was a lot of why like I was not going to backtrack and get those those red hot items, mm-hmm. no matter how hot they were. Yeah. Um, that cutscene we didn't mention though before you fight this is where <laughs> Leo suicide bombs. We were talking about that. Yeah. In front it's of his weird. daughter. <laughs> it's weird, and she's like, "Leave me here." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me. As like, I cry or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird and dark. Yeah. But luckily he suicide bombs to kill the queen who was the villain all along. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ugh. Because they always are. Yep. Hmm. Ugh. Yep. Men going their own way. Uh, but uh, – God, God. Ugh. But uh, but yeah, this uh, this kind of like ushers in the, like the, the 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 last part. You you have all of the six stones. The the you know King Magritte he repents, saying like, "Oh, I was being manipulated. Maybe he's using her as a patsy." Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. Mm. Oh. But uh, but yeah, you have all six stones, and uh, this uh, puts you into uh, uh, you know you you're, you have the 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 world of evil at your fingertips. Uh, however, it is not uh, good to go right there uh, because you want to make sure that you have at least two of the three red hot items. Uh, one of which can only be found ha- halfway into the world of evil. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you have to go back to I believe. Uh, uh, what one is of them is in Mermaid Land. Yeah, one of them. One of them is in Mermaid. And one's in yeah. yeah, one's in Woodland. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like like one of them is a is a ghost that you have to fight in uh, in Woodland. The other ones or yeah, the other ones like a metal scorpion and fight in uh, Mermaid Land. I don't care. It's yeah. uh yeah, just kind of. When like, he says fight, don't think that it's a fun mini boss or anything. No, it just no, means it's, it's one generator that it's that weapon you can affect. Yeah, an, an enemy out of like three or four that generate that kind of enemy. So it's like yeah. okay, go through this entire level again. Find like. This entire barren level again, yep. uh, finding these you know the, this one enemy that you can take out with this item now. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Really gross. I didn't do it. I um, got here. Um, I was you know beset by bullet hell. Mm-hmm. 
I enjoyed the music. It's yep. really funky and weirdly major key at a point, and a mm-hmm. decision I wouldn't have made. <laughs> and then it is uh, visually really interesting. Yeah, it looks like an R-type level. Yep. Yeah, this is like, uh, you know, they... <laughs> It's like, oh, man, Mode 7, we can have all these transparency. Except, yep. oh, boy, our main plane has to be 50% transparent because we only have so many planes to work with. Well, yep. okay. <laughs> so yep. everybody's a ghost here. Yep. Yeah. I was fine with that. Yeah. I was in the ghost. Yeah. I thought this looked good. I liked the music. But I'm like, nope, I'm not backtracking. Like, yeah. I got to the end of it as far as you can get. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and I, then I was looking on a game fact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then I said, nope, you got to have the, you have to have it. It doesn't just make the end boss easier. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they did not signal to me that this was important. They just said it was magic. Magic has been largely useless. Like, yeah. fuck you, game. And I stopped. Yeah. So, so. I was, um, you, you know, be, when I got the uh, when I got the various items that attacked those particular things, I, I just I had remarked to myself in my notes, like, oh, in this area, there's this thing I can't kill. It's like, and it's kind of gray. I'll go back and, okay, cool. I, I, I got this. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'd gotten the first two. And then by that point, I really only had to like backtrack to the to the king, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a way to do it if you've been mm-hmm. you know diligent about doing that. Yeah. But I just thought that it was like okay, this might be a little bit more mechanically difficult, but I'm mm-hmm. lazy. Oh yeah. So I'm just gonna you know keep going through the game. Yeah. You know, and I was not, you know, I was having what could best be described as like mild fun mm-hmm. on on the whole <laughs> way. So I wasn't like that you know eager for more Soul Blazer time. Yeah. You know, so no, that was part of it. You're too. entirely justified. I beat it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like at my first playthrough, that when I beat this, when I played when it came out, which I had to had been very shortly after it came out. Like I think mm-hmm. I played this at like 13 or 14, mm-hmm. um, and and got all the way through it. But you know, older Gary doesn't have that patience. <laughs> so yeah, talk to us about the boss fight and the ending, though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the it's a two stage boss fight. It's kind of like a Zemus and Zeromus. Uh, the first one is like a crazy robe guy. Uh, he's vaguely philosophical, saying like, "Oh, some say life is suffering. I will teach you the meaning of suffering." Blah blah blah. Fireballs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you have the Phoenix uh, weapon equipped or the spell, your uh, your, your blade swings send firebirds out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do just ridiculous damage uh, to the mm-hmm. to the roped guy, and it makes it uh, you know relatively quick work of him. Uh, but then he becomes like a gigantic skull monster uh, with a third eye, um, and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. I like large sprites in SNES games, and it's a very large sprite. Um, and uh, you know, it becomes a game of okay, he sends these light tentacle tendrils after you that are on the ground and then once you clear all of those away uh they drop uh gems which will power your spells and then he opens up his third eye to send fireballs at you and then you have to shoot phoenixes at his third eye um because that's the only time where he's uh, uh, uh vulnerable. vulnerable yeah the only problem is that like the like the the range from which you can hit him with your phoenix uh is roughly equivalent to the range from which he can hit you so it, be- it, it quickly becomes attrition Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I ended up beating it. Yeah, attrition is not uh, is never okay. Yeah, in games like that's always frustrating. Yeah. One thing we should mention too, just so nobody calls us out, <laughs> kind of due diligence. If uh, you had been, there's another little collectible bonus thing you could have been getting all of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the emblems the or whatever. Or emblems, yeah. yeah. La- labeled A through H. Yeah, <laughs> because why not? <laughs> um, so if you can get the exhibits A through H, um, you get unlimited magic. Right. You get an item that will give you unlimited magic, which I imagine makes this a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But uh, I only found a few of those, right. um, and I was not about to comb comb the earth for them. Yeah, but also so. you would have to weigh that against uh, putting on the uh, against putting on the uh, defense bracelet, the shield bracelet. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because I mean, I imagine this thing does a lot of damage. It Even does. though I kind of like that your HP, by this point, my HP had changed the color the same way the bosses had. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a nice empowering, like, mm-hmm. yeah, my yeah. HP bar changed colors. I have that much HP, motherfuckers. For some reason, mine yeah. hadn't, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. It yeah. could be. I mean, there there is possible that like a little bit of difference in leveling, even though the game like kind of prescribes that very straight curve. Like there are some optional enemies. Yeah, that's possible. I killed that you didn't. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you didn't have enough to equip the Soul Blazer Sword? No, I did. Soul Sword. Okay. I did. Yeah, I might have been one level above that then. Okay. If my HP changed. Yeah, I had so. enough, and you know that's not too bad because those are just found in the in the last area. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you beat this boss and then you do the usual uh, SNES JRPG kind of thing where you go back through all the different kingdoms and everything uh, works out. And then you get that uh, What Dreams May Come ending uh, from mm-hmm. the, from the, <laughs> that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Yep. Yep, yep. Which I watched on YouTube and got annoyed by the text scroll. Yeah. And then I read it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like something about this game really inspired an impatience in me. Yeah. No, two, uh, uh, 2x speed on YouTube. Yeah. There we go. That, that would have been smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's Soul Blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I feel like we've had such a like a pretty good streak. I feel like we were pretty due, yeah, <laughs> for like a like a meh game. And like for for as much as I love action RPGs, like the two that we've done so far have just been yeah bad luck with them. We do, and like Sword of Mana is definitely a bigger you know a, a, a bigger failure than this, right? Yeah, yeah. like you know, that, like this that this, this is largely me. yeah this this is largely inoffensive in the face of that. Yeah, and even the, and it has charms mm-hmm. and stuff. The biggest flaw of this game is the simplicity to it, mm-hmm. like the lack of what you know what you can do, and and kind of, uh, you know, the, the you're not making very many choices in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not doing very much to it, and that's the biggest flaw. Right. Um, you know, in a way that there's something about the dissonance between like a, a like Nintendo games that did only this mm-hmm. weren't great either. Right. Like Arista's Ring, Ugh. or something like that. Like. That's what this is like. It's not like Zelda. Mm-hmm. It is not as good as Zelda where you have this, this inventory, you have a nonlinear world, you have puzzles and hidden secrets. Like Z- The Legend of Zelda is more complicated than this. Yeah. By, by like a pretty healthy margin. Mm-hmm. Because of the mystery know? to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just because of that among many reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot more to it. So like yeah. the – and then you get into like Zelda 2. Yeah. Significantly. Is... I mean that's a side scroller again like Actraiser. Mm-hmm. But like – you know, way more complicated with, uh, you know, levels and different stats, everything like that. It's just too basic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. of, a, of a game for me to be like, you know, there's just not enough to sink my teeth into. Yeah. And the actual play is not, you know, it's not simple, but like, you know, easy to learn, difficult to master. Mm-hmm. It's just easy to learn, instant to master. <laughs> right. You know, right. Instant to learn. You already know it. You've already mastered it. So yeah. laser, yeah. you know, and just like the, the, you know, patience really. Like, yeah. like like patience in the face of tedium. Yeah. 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 So not too bad though. Like if you, if you love games of this vintage, like if mm-hmm. you were just like 16 bit RPG, 16 bit action RPG, mm-hmm. like you are probably already into this mm-hmm. and it's not bad. Right. Like I can't say this is a bad game. Yeah. Like it is just, it's, you know, it's average. We were talking about it. Me and Cole were talking about it over, over text and uh, much like the extra. So next week, we're in some kind of scatological mood. And I think the phrasing was like an adequate shit. Yeah. Let me pull it up real quick because it's, it's, a, it's a real thing of beauty. The, like the, 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 the non, um, you know, we weren't bashing it. Like, yeah, it comes out easy with no effort. Um, my gut feeling metaphor relates to feces 
and would put me into AVGN territory if I stayed explicitly out loud. That's cool. Uh, Gary says, metaphor for Soul Blazer. Got it. Perfect shit feels better, but this is better than an imperfect shit for sure. Soul Blazer, your average action JRPBM uh, is, is what, what I said about is what we said about it. So it is an average JRPGBM. Yeah. Yep. Which everybody has to have one every once in a while. So. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while. I mean, they can't all be eating roses and wine. And if it was, it would hurt and burn. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Because we're supposed to recommend uh, some kind of audiobook for you, I want to recommend That Is All by John Hodgman. Uh, it is a fantastic book about uh, complete world knowledge, the end of the world, etc., with a bunch of uh, excellent guest stars. It is wonderful in audio presentation, and you can find it at Audible. So to download that or any audiobook of your choosing, go to audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs for your free audiobook today. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you you have heard what we have to say about uh, Soul Blazer. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna read some uh, some responses. We'll say we got a voicemail. Really happy about that. Yes, we'll save it for the end. Yeah, big finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start us off reading Murph Murphy's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he says, "So playing Soul Blazer again was like meeting an old friend from childhood. We had such fun when I was thirteen, but now we really don't have much to say to each other. I get why I liked the game back then." There's this immense amount of discovery, and the serotonin bits are spaced frequently. It's really neat to build up a town one person slash goat slash chair at a time. <laughs> the towns themselves are functional and have cool secrets to find. Plus, there are slice-of-life events that are just charming. My 13-year-old self thought it was re- a really cool story, selling souls for gold, but one gold coin apiece? That seems low. <laughs> also, the shortcut unlocking is a neat feature that I don't think was common at the time. Mechanically, it falls down. Fights generally revolve around finding the right place to stand and just swinging your sword. Regular enemies and boss fights alike. This is especially egregious in the boss fights. I think literally all of them could have been improved by just having a a few less hit points and a little more variety to their patterns. Then you throw in an inventory filled with things that don't do much and an interesting but generally useless spell system. I do like the fact that you get to go back and fight enemies that you couldn't hurt before, but the result is generally lackluster. I was playing this game at the same time as EVO, which is another game that had a really cool concept but flawed execution. Yeah, I see this as being roughly equivalent to EVO. Um, or, I, EVO yeah. reaches so much higher, though. Yeah. EV, and I like the EVO way more than I like this. Yeah. Like, EVO has some problems, but it's an ambitious failure. This is a failure of lack of ambition. Like, yeah. You know, I just it just felt similar to me, like in the moment to moment. But that's yeah, really, I mean, there's a similarity to like color palette and graphics and kind yeah. of style and stuff. They're both Enix games. Oh, true. You know, yeah. so it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, yeah I, I like Evo twice yeah. as much as I uh, like this um, game. Yeah, I'm just thinking at the surface level. So yeah. we're like, we're like we were sensitive in our initial just kind of like texting back and forth. Like, man, we're gonna be like kind of mean to this when a really big fan, you know, suggested it. So it's. 
I don't know. Interesting that Burf kind of came back and said a lot of the same stuff we said. So no, I feel it's, it's like our goal is not to just play the best games of all time. Right. 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 So like, it's fine to suggest things that we're not going to like. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the value in what we do without sound, trying to sound arrogant about it mm-hmm. is just taking a look at the thing, whether we like it or not, you know, the right. thing can be bad. It's the journey that's, you know, it's, it's the discovering it and articulating why that's important. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. So, yep. Makes sense. Yep. I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No, no, uh, I don't want to either. But don't get your feelings hurt over people not liking games that you like. True. Tuba fans. So Vivian goes on to say uh, via contact, Soul Blazers are uh, part of a really interesting series of God games and weirdly philosophical 16 bit titles published by Enix, most of which were developed by Quintet. But regrettably, I consider it the worst of them. Its sequels, Illusion of Gaia and Terra Enigma, both spruced up the core combat gameplay and had more on their minds. And even those games of that era, which I find less replayable, uh, Robotrek is right at the top, were a lot more innovative and original. Ultimately, Soul Blazer is a mediocre Zelda clone where Link only has a sword, and its story and pretensions are incapable of transcending that. Uh, I've played through it once or twice since my childhood and basically had a good time, but it's absolutely filler, and I can't name a single thing about it uh, that some other game uh, on the SNES didn't do better. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Leo's Lab, that's like the one single thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, and even I can't really say like nothing's done that better like i I, you know if i sat down with the you know the internet for a while i can do some research and figure out a similar you know idea Mm -hmm. as well executed i bet yeah but um yeah for the most part i definitely agree yep um ryan via contact says i think quintet was one of the first development studios that i actually became aware of existing as an entity separate from publishers i was that really interesting point yeah um I was seven years old, and I first played Illusion of Gaia, and it quickly became one of my favorite games, causing my dad to buy it for me, so I'd stop badgering him to keep re-renting it. (laughs) For my eighth birthday, my dad got me a copy of Soul Blazer, telling me that it was a game made by the same people. I was confused, because I thought that Nintendo made Illusion of Gaia, (laughs) and this had a huge Enix logo on the front of the box. My dad, who had been playing video games for well over a decade at that point, explained to me the difference between publishers and developers, showing me the Quintet logo on the manual. Yeah, that's... Big. When did that happen for you? Go uh, That's a good question. Like, when did you realize there's a difference? <laughs> uh, probably later than it probably should have. Um, like, like, maybe when I realized that, like, when I was reading about Final Fantasy VII, they were saying square, square, square. So it was about 10 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, it was square for me as well. Yeah. Which I'm disappointed I didn't realize Capcom and Konami yeah. when I was playing Nintendo. But it was the Super Nintendo era that did it for me, where I was like... yeah. Yep, you know, like, you know, oh, Final Fantasy 4 or 2 is coming out? Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's by Square. Wait, this other game is made by Square? Oh, like, like that, that was definitely right? when it happened for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and the, the, just like that, that's something that people still have trouble, like, grasping from, yeah. from the time that I spent in retail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's gotten a little bit more, like, there are more movers and players, like, yeah. you know, now I feel like. Yeah. But uh, it's I like that idea, like, the kind of, like, you know, and we... I've dedicated a podcast to it with like kind of like <laughs> FromSoft's like series of like, you know, a, a company having a unifying aesthetic mm-hmm. and, you know, design philosophy. Like that's really cool. And then you have kind of country or companies that are much more diverse, you know, yeah. and then you get down to individual auteurs. But mm-hmm. before that came along, like it was much more, you know, yeah. a, 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 
uh, not publisher, yeah. um, much more of a developer that would make the kind of difference. Yeah, and like Nintendo had this hegemony around the games mm-hmm. that they put out. Like everything had the Nintendo seal of approval and blah, blah, blah. Like it was very much like we are standing behind this as the company. It was a Nintendo game. This is yeah. a Nintendo game. Like it wasn't a NES game. It was a Nintendo game. Why did I just say NES? I hate it when people say NES. Yeah. This wasn't an NES game. It was a Nintendo game, right? Yeah. Well, and there's there's also because of the limitations of the hardware, there's less difference mm-hmm. than that. So like, it was a little bit harder for a company to be, a, you know, a boutique when most games on the Nintendo were like walk to the right, jump and shoot. Yeah. You know, so as I got older, I came to appreciate the differences between a, a Contra and a Mega Man. Mm-hmm. You know, as as you know, as a design standpoint. Yeah. And now I feel like I can better articulate the differences between a Konami game of mm-hmm. that vintage and a Capcom game of that vintage. Yeah. But at the time, you know, I just didn't have that kind of granularity to my thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Chase says, via contact, Soul Blazer, in short, is crushingly mediocre. I was hesitant to write in with that uh, little of an, uh, of an impression uh, left on me, but it was just good enough to keep me going uh, most of the way through it. It starts with the ultimate, but thou must, because the option isn't even given to you. You are set on this quest, possibly created for this, possibly created for this quest, he says, by God himself, his avatar to carry out his sword-wielding will. Uh, battle-ready Jesus to repair the world from man's dark uh, designs. And that's as far down the rabbit hole as I want to go. I didn't see us as playing Jesus. However, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there sure. you go. Oh, man. Uh, first, the bad. This game is just too long for its own good. I stopped playing fairly close to the end, but I was done with it right around the middle of the water area. You and me both. Uh, mm-hmm. new, new, uh, new powers sometimes feel like a simple key and lock. And I was quickly bored with how often I had to play the go back to town, talk to everyone, get back out game. I ended up mm-hmm. quitting when I realized that they were heavily encouraging me to go back and hunt down artifacts. As a general rule, just say no to backtracking. Uh, I w- it wasn't all bad, though. I didn't mind the combat, and magic was nice when I had the gems to use it. It was pretty great being thanked and congratulated for freeing people. For my first run in the first area, I had a friend supplying me with healing herbs and all that goat food I could possibly want. Uh, for some reason, the talking goats came out of left field for me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, It made me wonder if talking animals were the norm or if the gift of gab was given based on divine right. All in all, crushingly mediocre. Uh, What it did well, it did quite well. And what went poorly just made it fall flat. Yeah. 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 It's not for some reason the talking goats came out of left field. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very specific reason. (laughs) Because it's in the same sentence, actually. (laughs) Yeah. It's right there on the page, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. You know, this might be the least divisive. This might be the most in line we've ever been with the fans. <laughs> yeah, true. Of things like everyone is saying the same the same things we have, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, through, throughout. So we are we are definitely in line with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple of contact. Uh, so thank you very much for your comments yes. about Soul Blazer. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of unrelated, yeah. um, you know, contacts, just late contacts. And, and just a reminder, and we say this, I think, but we're, we'll ask us questions like we're yeah. into, uh, you know, just. Feedback is welcome, and uh, we'll read on the show. Um, Franz, via contact, says, This comment is a bit late, but after listening to both Deus Ex episodes, I had to ask anyway. Did any of you play Alpha Protocol? It's a great spy-themed RPG by Obsidian, which shares a lot of the strengths and weaknesses with Deus Ex, including a kind of weak start. Just get through the Arabia missions and be amazed by a great world where the developers thought of everything. In my mind... That game is called Deus Ex Alpha Protocol and serves as a prequel to Human Re- Revolution. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I played Alpha Protocol. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. Like uh, one of my favorites I've talked about many times on the show. Mm-hmm. You're right about everything about it. It is great. 
Yeah. Uh, Chris Avaloni is a master. Obsidian, you know, those those guys make games that I love. Yeah, it's my shame. I played it initially when it first came out, um, and I ran up against that harsh start and then just decided I didn't have time for it. It is sitting on my backlog. I've got it. It is shrink-wrapped on the shelf, and I just need to get to it. I am willing to give it the chance. In retrospect, even the last time I revisited it, uh, the beginning area didn't even bother me that much. Yeah. Like, it's a little weaker, and I think it's just because you associate, you know, desert-colored area with brown people as yeah. just modern military shooter. Yeah. And that's really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not even in that area. That's not really what it's about. Right. Um, so yeah, great game. I've definitely played that. So yeah. good, uh, great minds think alike there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised we didn't mention it, um, in the deus ex kind of like when we were talking about the legacy, but I, I have, yeah, I've mentioned it a lot of times on the show. Yeah. Um, when I talk about that kind of like first person RPG mm-hmm. thing, you know, it's a third person RPG, but yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't mention it specifically in relation to deus ex. Yeah. But, and there's mm-hmm. a, there's actually a little bit more DNA, with Deus Ex and uh, Human Revolution, I think. Yeah. Um, then Deus Ex One and Alpha Protocol, so that's a good uh, good call. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah, and then Samuel via contact says uh, the show whose name you couldn't remember is Big Chuck and Little John. Also, the weird guy with the scissors in the Norton Furniture commercials is Ron Swede, aka the Ghoul. And I assume you guys already know this, but Ghoulardi was P.T. Anderson's dad, and this is awesome. <laughs> I oh, did, what? I, I, I didn't know that, and that is amazing. And that, that is, is the reason why I felt it was necessary to share. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, and he continues to go on. Um, con- God, continues to go on. It's late, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I figured this was all too pedantic for the gaming podcast to write on SA, but coming home from work to learn that my latest email led to a four-minute long discussion of Mark Brown on the Exorcode was awesome. So, yeah, uh, the, the, the Exorcode for Deus Ex. Uh, we we did talk about Cleveland area access television. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one. Yeah, I, I always assume that people who listen to the show listen to those. Yeah, I guess it's theoretically possible that they don't. Yeah, but you should. And yeah. one of the reasons why you should is going to become apparent right now. Yes. So we are doing a little bit of a format change uh, beginning on the 50th episode. Seems like a logical breaking off point or an illogical one. We could have done it this time, <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> yep. Round numbers, comic books, anniversaries. Yep. Compulses, compulsions. There we go. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to bring Waff over to the BSC model, the Bonfire Side Chat model, uh, which is where the uh, the episode will remain the same. However, all listener interaction will, will be put at the front of the extra sodes. Gary, can we say why we're doing this? Yeah. So many reasons. Um, one of the big ones is that your contributions are very important to us. And rather than hiding them after like two hours of us blathering on, we're going to instead put them up front and center. At it on its own kind of show. Yes. Um, it's going to make, you know, these longs, these episodes have gotten longer and longer mm-hmm. as we've gone. It was the heady days of maybe we should do a half hour retro show. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, so these keep getting longer. This is going to cut down the length a little bit mm-hmm. on those. It's going to make the extra sodes a little bit more meaty, a little bit more mm-hmm. value, valuable. And uh, yeah, we think it's a real positive change. Yeah. So that starts with the next episode. So if you have comments about Castlevania 3, um, we will read them. We do want them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will read them during the extra sode for it. Yes. So, um, and if you do want oh, to. Oh, shit. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll continue. <laughs> I forgot about the voicemail. <laughs> Me too, but this is a logical place to do it. Oh, um, perfect. Yeah. So if you want to uh, get get us those comments, you can do the uh, the contact uh, page, which is duckfeed.tv slash contact, or the Facebook group where we mine some of those and we put out the discussion prompts. Uh, that is facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs. Um, and we also have a voicemail, which we're going to play one, and we hope that this gets more people to call us. Now, I should tell you, we're not going to pick up. This goes to a dead Google <laughs> voice line, um, and it is literally just a voice 
voicemail for the show. So do not be afraid. Do not be ashamed. You don't have to have as great of a voice as this next guy. Um, but uh, we did have somebody who called in. Uh, his name's Chris from Canada to talk about Soul Blazer for us. That number, I'll say it now and I'll say it afterwards, is 419-834-WOFF. The number is not toll-free, but the podcast is. Hey, guys. It's Chris Hare calling from Canada. I was calling with my comments on Soul Blazer. Uh, Soul Blazer is one of my most fondly remembered games on the Super Nintendo, and uh, having replayed it for the show, I must say that, unfortunately, it didn't really live up to the memories that I had of it. I always tie this together in my mind with Tech Tracer, uh, a game where you play as the master restoring the world from a great catastrophe, rebuilding humanity from scratch, I guess because this is also you playing as an agent of the master, restoring the world after the destruction of humanity, rebuilding them from scratch, except in this case, the soul aspect rather than just growing new people. I know that they're part of a, a quintet, I believe, including uh, Illusion of Gaia and I can't remember the fourth one, but it never came out here. Uh, I remember enjoying the, the combat, the gameplay. Uh, going back to play it now, I find it to be fairly repetitive, especially if you play it in one continuous sitting. The uh, story is still very charming. Uh, the music is still great. Uh, unfortunately, you know, but it just doesn't stand up the way it used to. Uh, I, I can never find another level that I enjoy as much as the, the Dr. Leo laboratory going into the models of the cities and then using your soul to view with the invisible enemies has always been something that's I've, I've never had an experience quite like that in something else but uh, still really enjoy the game still really love it kind of wish I hadn't gone back to play it again because uh, unfortunately it, it lives better in my memories so I guess that's sort of a, a wash it with fireballs formula be careful what you're very sure you might go back and not enjoy your favorite games the way you used to. I uh, can't wait to hear the show. So thank you, Chris. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, this is the most uh, uh, in line mm-hmm. those are sponsors <laughs> have ever been with uh, uh, with our opinion of the game. Yeah. Um, Chris is no different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he, he says something which is like, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. Which is like the yeah. mantra of the of the show, which is, you know, your darlings that you held so close to when you were little might end up yep. just being mediocre. Yep, just yep, just yep. like we turned out to our parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the, uh, I'm, I, the other thing that's awesome is this goes to a Google voice thing. Mm-hmm. So there's the Google voice transcription. <laughs> it's like, Hey guys, it's Chris error calling from Canada, calling in with Mike on the console blazer. Faso Windsor's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, it's incredible. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's an old joke, but Google voice trans translations are one of my favorite transcriptions. One of my favorite things of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, newsmen using my soul to Julie, <laughs> the invisible and means always on. Yes. Um, yeah. So speaking of accidental poetry, um, so yeah. So thank you very much. Get in touch with us about those games. Yep. Um, as mentioned, we are going to be doing Castlevania three next. Mm-hmm. Uh, what for the big fiftieth anniversary? Yes. So, or fifty fifty episodes, and we're coming mm-hmm. up on our two year anniversary, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, big milestones for us. Yes. Um, what's after Castlevania 3, Cole? After that, we're doing Indigo Prophecy, also known as Fahrenheit, in uh, properties that are not the U.S., uh, mm-hmm. which is an adventure game by Quantic Dream. Um, I've just started it recently, and it is dope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, it's a game I have a lot of fond memories for, and I'm fairly certain will we'll hold up. Um, yep. I like that. Especially, man, 
and we'll talk about it at length, one of the greatest opening scenes of a video game so good. in history. The way that plays yeah. out is so amazing. That mm-hmm. was something that people, when I read in reviews, like there were not spoilers, but a couple of things that hinted at it. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was why I was like, well, I'm yep. going to go buy uh, this. This is, this is the thing I'm going to get. <laughs> like you have to do what? That's incredible. Um, yeah. You know, I'm so I can't wait to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, uh, Kickstarter stuff is going to start rolling out the pipeline. You guys have all been very generous. Um, as you know, we have succeeded in our Kickstarter. So the episode after Indigo Prophecy is going to be our uh, kind of freeform anniversary episode where we talk based on discussion prompts provided mm-hmm. by Kickstarter backers. Yes. So if you are listening to this and you haven't filled out the backer survey yet, uh, do so. Um, if you did $15 or above, you have an interaction prompt on this. This can be anything, um, but you ask what you want, we'll answer what we want. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so if it's you know things about our dick holes, we're not going to be <laughs> totally forthcoming about our dick holes and butts. Um, but yeah. we will talk about other things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a good fun time. Yeah. Um, and what happened? And part of the reason why we're doing that there is we have extra time to prepare for. Cool. Yes, our big summer RPG. So last year we did Earthbound, and this yep. year we're doing another uh, uh, very well-regarded game. This is a two-part episode on Le- final. Less, uh, or good, like less well-regarded. Like way less universally regarded. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is this is going to be. Uh, I thought this was part of why we chose it. This is going to be a <laughs> controversial choice because this game has either people it has aged well for people, mm-hmm. or it has aged terribly and people hate it. Huh. Like I know I've read a lot of like Internet Inc. about. This oh game. yeah, I've I've read yeah, people being shit. like iconoclasts about it. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's let, let's quit building up. This is going to be Final Fantasy VII. For the yep. PlayStation, uh, available for ten for ten bucks on the PSN or a million dollars on PlayStation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the reason I worked at Taco Bell three weeks in order to buy a PlayStation explicitly to play this game. Yes. Um, it is also I've said the story before of me beating this game in like you know fifty hours, <laughs> subsisting only on a case of Coke and two boxes of cherry cordials. <laughs> um, so this I fucking poop socked the hell out of this. Um, and it is a game that I have been a kind of a defender of for like a long time in spite of everyone kind of hating it. Like I think system wise, it's one of the more fun, uh, 32 bit final fantasies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're doing there. We have fun stuff after that, mm-hmm. um, coming up on, uh, you know, uh, one of our big guest shows yeah, coming up yeah. shortly after that, we got our live show and um, we're going to put together, um, all that stuff is, is coming in the summer and fall. Yeah. It is a great time to be us. <laughs> As far and as the you. Goes. And, you and you because of all the yeah. content that's coming down. Yeah, a bunch of awesome shit yep. uh, coming down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as admin stuff, mm-hmm. uh, let's do some Kickstarter shoutouts. Let's do that thing. Anybody who donated uh, at $5 or above, we're going to say your name. We're going to do 10 every episode, so it's not going to be too terribly huge and long. Um, and uh, you know, it'll be done here uh, pretty quick. Yeah. So uh, first up, uh, Mark Ter- uh, Terramino. Mm-hmm. Mark Terramino. Yes. Um, thank you very much yeah. for supporting the show. Thank you. Uh, up after that is Jeremy the Guilty, <laughs> the guilty Pay the Price <laughs> Greer. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, bonfire uh, side chat guest yes. on the past, possibly the future. Uh. Um, big, big uh, awesome on that show. So thanks, mm-hmm. Jeremy. Um, we like your work. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is going to be Bean Brew. Um, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show. Yep, I and like- he has a fun, fun question for our, 
next episode or for the watch out for interaction episode yeah so. yeah i like your work on on something awful beanber <laughs> yeah yeah, yes. and you, you're on my Steam list now. We're Steam buddies, so yeah. every once in a while, it's like Bean Brew is playing what? Oh, Bean Brew! Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bean Brew! Uh, after that is Scott Boogerman Bogeman. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man, we should do uh, Boogerman for Abject Suffering. That, uh, I, I I knew that. I was hoping that sentence would end that way because because uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man, we should do Boogerman. Nope, um, <laughs> but it would be a good, uh, good abject suffering. Um, did they ever make a fart man game? Like Howard Stern's like, I don't think so. Character that he bombed the MTV movie awards with. Yeah. Um, kind of surprised they have not, but thank you. Uh, Booger man. Mm-hmm. Um, next time. Thank you. Camel Pope. Um, oh, man. so it's good that Campbell get a Pope. Yeah. No, um, he, he is the one Pope I would most want to have with me in the desert in case I needed to slash his back open and drink the juice inside. That's true. So don't go to the desert with coal. <laughs> uh, whatever you do. Yep. Yeah. He will drink you. Yeah, he'll drink you through I a straw. I will drink you. I am going to drink you. <laughs> it's like way darker than that fuck you thing that we were yeah. saying a while back. I'm going to drink you. <laughs> oh, man. After that is Robert McCallum, director of the NES Club. I'm not yeah. sure what the NES Club is. Yeah, but we should look it up. And we everybody should. who's listening to this should yeah. look it up and uh, visit that. Enjoy your Check plug. Um, I love, yeah, no, I'll, we'll do some plugs yeah. on the shit. Fuck. Um, I like NES. I like clubs. I bet you it's cool. Yeah. I might check it out. I agree. Um, next up, uh, JD Cohen. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You have a horrifying Kickstarter yes. icon. It, it looks like terror. It looks like uh, Large Marge from Pee Wee Herman. Oh, so. you're right. No, I've seen that guy, I've seen that guy on uh, on Something Awful as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this next person doesn't have, uh, like I said, no need for a shout out. So that is, uh, that is my friend, Rachel. Ah. And I would like to shout out. Um, so she does a blog called mm-hmm. Dinner Was Delicious. Okay. Um, Chicago-based uh, food and recipe blog. It's great. Mm-hmm. Check it out with her friend, Lucy. Um, they do excellent work. Cool. So head over to uh, Dinner Was Delicious. Neat. And cool. she, is probably, she is the closest thing I have to a sister. Oh, like I'm real, I'm real close with Rachel. So yeah, thank you very much, Rachel. Well, yes, thank you very much, Rachel. We really appreciate it. Yep. yep. And then is this the final one? Uh, no, the one after this is going to be the final oh, okay. one. Um, yep. And this is uh, uh, Robert Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one of my friends in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert, aka Babido, 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 Babido. One of you know super super awesome dude. He's a good friend. And thank you very much, Robert. Yeah. And then finally, for this episode, we have Becky, uh, who was very generous with us. So thank you, Becky. Yeah. Thank you, Becky. Becky was the name of my choir teacher. Mm. So just uh, again, just all these people who I know in real life. This is, uh, <laughs> this is one of my coworkers. Um, she could be a choir teacher. Fantastic. She's not, but she could be. <laughs> she could be. And that's what's important. You could. Yep. <sighs> so another another 10 names um, next episode. So every, everyone who we just mentioned, thank you very much. Yes. Um, is a big deal that we're going to be able to do this and we couldn't do it without you. Mm-hmm. Um, really appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, stuff is going to be rolling out here, uh, physical goods here in the next uh, couple months or so. And, uh, and then the, all the digital stuff, uh, trickling out over the course of the year. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> a couple of real quick, this admin section is really long. So a yeah. couple of real quick things. Um, one, you can always do iTunes reviews, yeah. ratings, etc. Amazon mm-hmm. referral link, Yep. Audacity, all that stuff. <laughs> you mean you mean Audible? 
Uh, yep. I mean, having <laughs> having have the audacity to use Audible.com. <laughs> yes. All, it takes a real hero. <laughs> all of that really helps out. Also, we do a show called Abject Suffering, which is kind of a comedy podcast about bad games. Uh, we would really like it if you went over and listened to that because it's some of our best work. Yeah, I think you'll like it if yeah. you like this. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to throw out – so I've been trying to be more Twittery. Mm-hmm. So doing a traditional Twitter handle uh, plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to at Gary Buh, that's B-U-H, <laughs> um, that is me trying to make jokes as me mm-hmm. and uh, just be Twittery. And then as always, pitchpod.com. Yes. Me and Braden, every weekday we each do one. <laughs> that's so I think funny. we just – we recently did our 200th. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of content there, yeah. and they are, they are evergreen. So check those things out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And I, I'll throw mine in. It's Cole Ross, K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. I yep. tweet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. He tweets stuff. Yep. Um, and I, I think that's probably that's it. That's just about it. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for listening through our very long episode and very long uh, admin section. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, what can they do, Cole? Uh, they can watch out for anybody who claims to be benevolent but is also named Death Toll. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hello, I'm DF Toll. Um, Mr. Toll. It's Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, in addition, uh, watch out for fireballs. Will defrag your computer and run AVGN and <laughs> AVGN antivirus. Welcome to cheat. <laughs> can, can I have you do this one because like you yep. you penned it and like it's going to take like literally fifty minutes if I try and read this thing. Welcome to TGI McPickle f- <laughs> Pickle Fisters. Pickle Fisters. That's good too. Um, <laughs> and deep fried crab. As well as a special sizzling shrimper sampler action platter. <laughs> Deep fried crumb! <laughs> this is, that's what my genuine laugh sounds like, Gary. <laughs> All the other times you've been faking for the two years I've known you. <laughs> Lime margarita spinneritos and deep fried crub. Let me take that one more time. (laughs) Um.